So he is. My goodness. My, my goodness. Okay. My crops are flourishing. My crops completely clear. flourishing. I'll drink to that. You face refreshed anew. I hope everybody out there in internet land is feeling the same. Hello once again, internet every peoples. And welcome. Welcome back to Hinamazawa. For the second in our series of spoiler casts for our read-along slash stream-through of the Higurashi When They Cry visual novels. This is good timing because the anim the new anime is coming out, so I didn't plan it this way. But now that the new anime has just started, you know, it's all that's good stuff. Well, anyway, the last time we were together, uh, we took a dive headfirst into all four question arcs at one time. And that was a lot of stuff to try, to try and talk about at once. Um, but we, we decided to do it a little bit different this time for a couple of reasons. Uh, we're going to be clawing into the first two answer arcs, Meikashihen and Sumihoroboshihen. Uh, because basically by this point in time... We should have enough uh, information on the table that these ding-dongs that are with me today <laughs> should be able to, 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 have us, to have ourselves a nice big conversation about it and have a pretty good idea of where things are going and where we stand. And of course, joining me today are the, 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 the aforementioned ding-dongs. Everybody say hi to Raven the GM. Okay, um, I, I guess I'll say hi to all of you, too. Um, yeah, I'm here. I Nothing really much has changed last time. I haven't really been GMing much, so I guess I'm more of I'm more of Raven the player today. But oh, uh, good, glad, good. as always, to share my thoughts. Fantastic. Fantastic. And we got Jetstorm 4. You can't see me, but I'm dancing because I'm you a ding-dong. That's good. You are a ding-dong. You are a ding-dong. And, and of I'm course, having a good time. And of course, head art ding dong over at Soxcast HQ. That lovely art that you're seeing right now on your screen that was just updated literally one minute before this show officially started. <laughs> literally saved the universe. Because if we would have gone live with that trashy ass version of, of the. Like, could you ever live that down? No. No, I, I think. I'd have, that, to, I'd have to claw out my own. Yeah, that's that that's that's just kind of the end of it for you. It's Sayara. Good evening, Gombawa. Gombanwa, my brother, son. <laughs> you know who would have been our Mayabara son for these covers? Oh, I don't know that there is a Mayabara son of the four of us, but let's just let's just make it Rhett. Okay, that sounds good. 
Rhett's milk yeah. toast enough. Wait, who's she on? Who's she on? Hmm, that's a good one too. Who? Hmm. J- John, if we're bringing in the the uh, socks cast regulars, then I guess uh, the... I guess John <laughs> just has to be Sheon. It's all right. Yeah. I'm sure John would be okay with that. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I would be okay with Sheon. Like, I think that's I'd... a pretty good pick. It's a pretty good pick. Yeah, you guys would. <laughs> what you wouldn't? <laughs> no. Are you telling me that your crops are not flourishing, knowing that we're about to crack open the can of worms that is Mayakashi head? No, my crops are, are welting. Welting? They are wilting as we speak. <laughs> they will be welting if you end up in a murder basement. I'm sure that you would have many, many, many welts uh, upon arrival and leaving the murder basement. So, Do you ever really leave the murder basement? Isn't it like one of the, that one place that I can't say because it's probably a copyrighted song title? Never mind. The House of the Rising Sun? No, the Hotel California. Hotel, Hotel California. California. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, pink champagne on ice sounds sounds good. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's good. It's a good way for us to start tearing into the guts. That is the fifth arc of the Higurashi series. Mayakashi hand. Did anybody have any kind of uh, 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 precon- preconceived notions about what this would be? I know that we said. You know, like, we're going into the answer arcs now, but did anybody have any preconceived notions about what that would be, or was it just kind of like, oh, it's just a term they keep using, and I think it's dumb? I, well, first off, the thing we knew mm-hmm. going in is that we're going to be following Xion for some reason. Like, okay, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the last three arcs, and then, of course, the fourth arc, which is kind of an extra thing in itself, um, we have been following one character specifically, Keiji Mayabara, and now all of a sudden we have to follow Shion. I like this. Yeah, yeah. It's an immediate. That's interesting. It's just an, it's such an immediate kind of uh, turnaround when you when you consider mm-hmm. that we're kind of like. I feel like this is a series that kind of likes to take those ideas of normal VN tropes of like, oh well, here's your perfect boy uh, protagonist, and now we're just totally going to pull you out of that role. Mm-hmm. The other thing too with the uh, the term answer arc sort of gives a couple things like answers would this be like a would this be kind of like extra scenes of like a of one of the stories would this be like in something entirely new on its own would it be a remix of of various things mm-hmm. uh those are kind of the things kind of in my head at first and i think the it, it sort of came to a head when we actually started this when we actually started this arc and got into it like what i mean what i think what it means by answer arc instead and uh, there's a thing i like with this arc too it's it's an answer to the second arc uh, yeah like this obviously is, this is the most but direct direct yes uh like if you think answer arc this is literally the answer to watanagashi hen right but i also don't think it's the answer to just watanagashi hen hmm. if that makes hmm. sense too hmm. no it, it, it's um, it's as we'll see and as i'm sure that many of us will point out a lot of details match up and start coinciding with events that have happened in other uh stories as well exactly so about uh, uh so what about sarah and, and and raven do y'all did, did you all have any preconceived notions about what an answer arc might be before we started this one so i i was going under the basis of if the if the uh the question arc was four arcs. Mm-hmm. I was assuming that the answer arc 
was going to be, you know, one for one. So, like, if Onikakushi was the first arc of the questions, I would think in Mayakashi it was going to be the answer to the first one. Right. So it's like, here's the stuff that we talked about in the first one. Here are the answers. You know, mm-hmm. does this make any sense to you? Yeah, I got no. you. <laughs> I was kind of coming from the same place as uh, Sayara. I thought maybe we're going to have um, an omniscient narrator or someone who's a little distanced. We're probably going to get into more details, but Shion was just as unreliable a narrator as Keiichi can be at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like unreliable narrator is something that this series is actually really good at playing around with because we have that whole idea of somebody just literally starting to fucking lose it. So, mm-hmm. any other thoughts about, like, preconceived notions of answer arcs, or is that kind of, like, where we were at before we, before everybody, kind of, before we actually started digging in? I think we're, I, I pretty much gave what I needed. And, of course, I think I've got to mention, before we dive in, like, it's like the last time, visual novels are really long, and they cover a lot of material, and are chock full of a lot of details, major and minor. And in podcast format, there's just no way that we can hit every single little itty-bitty thing. Like, we're going to hit all the big stuff and dissect and divert uh, when we need to hit some of the smaller stuff. But if we miss something smaller that you feel that we're going a bit fast, you, you kind of just have to understand that, like, visual novels need time to develop their tension. And we can't really do that in podcast form. So, yeah, yes. We're not really going to uh, close read it, if no. you will. Yeah. One thing, I was wondering if in the answer arc we'd get something like it was set up from the question arcs where it's like, please find out the truth. It's like, is this going to be, you know, looking back, is it going to be retroactive? But no, it's the same story, just from a different but very crucial Mm. perspective shift. So that caught me off guard. Cool. Cool. So, so... So, so like we established, uh, Mayakashi is in the truest sense. It's the most straightforward definition of what you would expect an answer arc to be. It's the direct answer to Watanagashi. And this time we're told from Shion's perspective. Um, and they kept wait, us wait. guessing a lot. <laughs> Pardon? So, so just to be clear, whenever we use those names, it's going to be as Keiichi knows them. As Keiichi, yeah, we're not, go- <laughs> there's some things that we're, that we're going to go over before the end of this particular chapter that get revealed, but we're going to stick to the main naming conventions. Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So we so as to not confuse both ourselves and uh, our one listener. <laughs> M- mostly ourselves, though. Mostly <laughs> ourselves, though. <laughs> oh, so, so this 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 arc starts off with a really uh, exciting sequence of Shion escaping from a boarding school, and like we kind of start learning early on that uh, her family uh, actually doesn't like her very much. Uh, she's kept away in Okinomiya at a boarding school, and she's not allowed to visit Hinamazawa at all. Uh, and we find out that this is largely due to family tradition, and by actual family tradition, she's actually supposed to be dead. Uh, she was supposed to be killed at birth because the family does not allow twins, but for some reason, uh, that, 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 that process was interfered with and Shion was allowed to live, but she's kind of just treated like an outcast now. Um, and, and we know that the fact that the fact that she was basically going to be murdered because it's mentioned multiple times that Oreo Sonazaki, the head of the family, literally was the one that was like, yo, that baby done popped out. That's the second one. I'm going to murder it. <laughs> Oreo does, does not suffer Shion uh, very much. D- not a big fan. Not going to be the one waving the flag, I don't think. 
Um, I, I, I'll wave the flag, but, you know, it's okay. It's it's okay. Like, the Shion's got her supporters. Um, so, so when you started kind of, like, getting just this bit uh, of, of, of information on where Shion's standing is with the family, uh, how's that leave you feeling now? Uh, because it's definitely a different picture than we were given in Watanagashi, where she kind of just comes across as a bit devious, really carefree, almost innocent in a way, but now we kind of start seeing a little bit of a, a, like, she's very different, she's very differentiated from Mion, I think. Uh, Mion is a very soft personality uh, Mm -hmm. in, uh... Uh, in comparison to to the kind of inner monologues we get from Xion and how just very flippant she can be and, and how she's been treated by the family. So so what did everybody think of this new outlook on Xion just kind of from this opening chapter? She's vulgar as hell. <laughs> like, the first, like, 30 minutes, shit, 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 shit. Like, do you, do you know any other words, ma'am? <laughs> it's not surprising, actually. It wasn't really surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually felt in It felt completely in character uh, for her. Uh, there's always an air of her uh, probably hiding something a little bit of mm-hmm. her own personality throughout the first, uh, throughout Watadagashi. Um, and she she's always felt like somebody who was definitely carrying some sort of burden mm-hmm. in some way to me. Uh, and mostly just how she how she is playful, how she is devious in that way. Um, and how, especially how Mion reacts to her in uh, various parts of Watsunagashi. I always felt that there was a um, there was always a tension there uh, mm. between the Sonazakis and Shion. Um, but I think also Watson. I think this arc also clarifies a little bit more of uh, Shion and Mion's re- actual relationship. Yeah, we we get real deep into that uh, a little bit later. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I any misreads. Other- yeah, I misread so so much because I thought I thought Shion was like when we say Mion is bothered by her. I thought, oh, that's because she's here's my annoying sister here to steal my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, no, no, actually, I kind of see why Shion is the way she is now. Why she's a bit of a troublemaker, but also why she might be more of a Sonazaki than Mion is personality wise. Mm. It's very odd it doesn't completely reverse your expectations it just it expands what we're shown yeah it's, it's called the eye-opening chapter for a reason mm-hmm. we um, also get into her head and realize that hey Shion is also a complete dork oh god she's <laughs> such a dork she's what she's a cute dork she's adorable she's I got love, a cute I love dork. It. the way that she like like her inner monologue is really fun uh, the mm-hmm. way she, the way that she like alludes to things, or the way that she compares things, and 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 various uh, types of analogies she uses. she's a big fat dork. I guess so. She's kind of the hero of her own story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. she is her biggest cheerleader. Uh, she is somebody that knows what she has to offer and knows how to utilize it, so to speak. <laughs> like how similar Shion and Keiji actually are, and it's scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there. There's a very similar, and, and and speaking of similarities, uh, it's after the end of this first chapter that we are given uh, the first tip, which takes place from the perspective of somebody we've not actually met but have heard a lot about. We get our first dose of Satoshi Hojo, mm-hmm. um, and this first tip we learn very quickly from his perspective that Satoko picks fights with her aunt. 
Uh, he ends up being the one having to try and be the one to make it right and to bear the brunt of everything. And shortly after that little vignette, we get a very cute chapter of Shion and Satoshi meeting for the first oh, time. No, this broke me. And this is abs- and, and and she is just so, so immediately pulled uh, and attracted to him in kind of like every possible way. Like he is like the perfect fixer up for soft boy that she could mommy into taking care of himself. Basically, she falls so hard. <laughs> and so that's for everybody. So what did, what did you all think of this scene of, like, these two going to the store together and her just having to teach him some of the most basic fucking things about shopping and, and, and just her, like, very quickly just falling head over heels for this poor boy? How does how did this leave everybody feeling? Why does none of the Hojos know the difference between freaking broccoli and cauliflower? <laughs> I think that's the real question of the Higurashi series. Why does nobody know what the hell those two vegetables there's, are? There's literally no color blindness that can explain that. It's literally just, no, you're stupid. <laughs> Did, are the names similar in Japanese? I should have looked that up. I'm pretty sure they're not, because it's literally just a, always a question of which one's white, which one's green. There is no white green color blindness. They're just dumb. You think even, they even if there was like the you know completely not able to see color whatsoever, mm-hmm. the two values of green and white are so different. Yeah, even in like a grayscale sort of situation. It's either one of two things. Either one of two things. Either it's because the dead parents, or it's because the dead parents didn't teach him broccoli and cauliflower. Right. Right. That's it. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think they eat vegetables at the Hojo place. It's always uh, sake and bar food. Sake and bar food. There you go. There you go. But I it, mean, yeah. But what? Yeah, like this. This is a great little scene, and 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 I think that this. Uh, I think that like, Shion's attraction to to Satoshi and getting so drawn to him immediately. I think that that gets misunderstood a lot as bad writing, but I see it as more as that. It's one, it's a combination of one, somebody's actually just being nice to her, and you get the impression that she doesn't get that a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or two, at all, really. At, or at all. And two, they're both outcasts. Like, even though she might not appear as an outcast to Satoshi at all, because she is the Sonazaki, and she, he doesn't know that she's Shion, like... It's it's this very kind of like you've got like like two people like like one of them realizes they're both outcasts and it's just like listen we could like we should just be together and make the world a better place for the two of us but the other kind of just sees like oh you're you're just me on acting different so so he mm-hmm. doesn't so he like so even if he did know that it was Shion at this point he wouldn't feel that same connection because she's still a Sonazaki but she sees it as two outcasts um and and somebody that just showed her a, a lot of kindness um so that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like what i pulled because i've heard some some criticism of of Shion kind of being so immediately they... into him she's also a teenager exactly she is a teenager both of them both of them are i think that's something else that gets kind of like like when people call out a lot of the the thing like the, the very easy to read is hormonal teenager bullshit in this story it's just like it's easy to see why a, a teenager would think like this because mm-hmm. it, it is actually yeah it's <laughs> for just, a lot of yeah. for some of it yeah so 
So we have that little connection there, and it's just kind of like she's growing more and more infatuated with uh, our boy Satoshi by the day. And who wouldn't, right? <laughs> and at this point, Shion and Mion begin swapping places so that Shion can use that time to try and get closer to Satoshi. And uh, we find out that uh, he's exhibiting some behavior we may be familiar with. He's stopped attending baseball practice. He's growing more distant from people. He's acting more withdrawn and cold. Um, and, and, and nowhere is this more evident than when Shion goes to school as Mion. Oh boy! And she ha and and she she has this 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 conversation with Satoshi out into the hallway, um and you know she thinks that oh like you know, I'm talking to my best friend because I'm Mion now so this should be a very easy conversation to have and he's very standoffish and it's just like get the fuck away from me you're kind of mm -hmm. the reason my life sucks right now, <laughs> um and and things like that and. This is not something that sets well with no. our with our beloved cutthroat. Um, Especially she has... when she uh, sees a another oh boy. Uh, another hojo. There's another hojo <laughs> conveniently around. Uh, so she is extremely unreceptive uh, to 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 one uh, Satoko Hojo being in the, the same classroom, and she just kind of goes into the classroom and beats the shit. Out of Satoko. Being this scene's still even in the anime. Like, it was hard. Uh, oh, this is just... Uh, <laughs> like, knowing what we know about Satoko already, just, like, having to see that enacted upon her in a way, it's just... Oh, man. This is bad. <laughs> this is so hard to deal with. And she just doesn't stop. She just... She lays it in and keeps going. Like, she's literally beating her about the face with textbooks. Like, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Now, I forget at this point, too, has Shion already met Rena, Or was that before this? She's uh, met Rena at this point. They had had yeah, their she, conversation. She met Rena, yeah, the conversation. Yeah, I was just trying to think of that. Because yeah. Rena, I believe, is the one who breaks that up. Yeah. Um, at the end. And this is where Shion and... Shion starts to already think Rena. There's something up with her. There's something weird but about you. That's for later. <laughs> that's for. Oh boy. Oh boy. But yeah, like they had their conversation at the bus stop, and this is sort of where that's sort of where Shion gets clued into the whole idea that Satoshi is probably suffering from the curse of Oyashiro-sama because he's thinking about leaving the village. That's clearly got to be it. Mm -hmm. Um and. And right. Shion thinks that he's been pushed into that position because of Satoko. So she finds a Satoko and beat that Satoko's ass. Uh, and then, that's what you do. And then that's Shion what you gets, do, apparently. And then Shion gets powerbombed through a table by Satoshi. He, bust, he busts in, like, and is just like, yo, bitch, uh, you can't be doing that. It ain't cool. <laughs> and, like... This is just the absolute worst scene you want to make when you're you're pretending to be the class rep, and I'm... you're talking to the to the boy you like sister. Yeah, it's not like she, everything Shion has done at this school is the absolute worst possible decision. I can kind of understand why she might hate Satoko, even if I don't empathize too much. But you're you're trying to say like. Uh, 
like your big brother protects you too much. I'm going to give you every reason for him to protect you right now. Yeah, Just... and she does it, and he does, and she don't like that. <laughs> I feel like the only the only like quote unquote logical explanation is just like satoko became such an easy target for you know basically shion's life being like a complete crap hole oh so yeah yeah like that like, like you know she's already she's... been abandoned from her family you know yeah. she's seeing the person that you know she's admiring literally going down like the same path of like suffering because of you know this small child basically so it's just like you know it's an easy enough target that i can just you know take out all of the anger i've had for the last 12 or whatever many years of my life like shion's got a lot to be angry about and she's never really dealt with any of it but is that oh, is that part man. of the curse good day oh, that's up to you guys yes i know y'all are the ones deciding that not me so took up some kind of like anger sink around her that she just pulls people to her that uh, want, want to uh, treat her like a pinata? <laughs> she has an energy that makes people want to toss her in a trash can. <laughs> Clearly, that's what's going on here. Clearly, was a trash. <laughs> can that make Shion the dumpster dumpster lady? She could be. <laughs> Look, if she like, I would let Shion throw me in a dumpster. I think it's fine. It'd be okay. Same. So, it's it's getting to be Watanagashi season. That's always a good time in Hinamazawa. Always oh, the best time. Yes. We yes. Nothing and bad happens on Watanagashi. Nothing bad ever happens, which is why Satoshi calls her girl. Calls her girl after, like, again, he still thinks this is Mion. He, he, he calls uh, uh, and he asks her to take care of Satoko. He wants her to so, take her take her to Watanagashi for him because he's got things to do on that night and he's not going to be able to watch over her. So this has been bothering me. Mm-hmm. Um, something very specific here has been bothering me. And it's, it's specifically who Satoshi is talking to. Mm-hmm. And then in the third arc, who Keiichi talks to. Right. And Hidesa says the same thing. Who says, I heard something very similar. Mm-hmm. And it concerns me. I don't know if it means anything yet, but it concerns me. Mm, are you talking about when, like, uh, Keiichi gets the same call to, to yeah. watch over Satoko? Oh, uh, no, when uh, Mion gets the call to watch over Satoko. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, okay. From Keiichi. Right, right, okay. And okay. Mion says, I heard something similar, but. I'm sure that it that's information. Line up with this. Yeah, yeah. Like I mm, might let you think on that one. Might let you think. I, I, on that I've one. been thinking on that one per- too, but I'm like, I have no idea what exactly that means. I think in that the that context might, of those two things. I think that that's a reference to 1982, and that these characters have obviously spent time together. They've talked. Maybe it was. Know. She would know. Maybe like, it was. She would know. Like I think at this point in the story, like Mion would know that Shion is the one that had to make that call. That's why she would have heard something similar a year ago. I think is what they're going for there. Possibly, I I could be overthinking it. I think actually, it's there. But... I think that moment is there just so they can call back to it with this. Okay, that's, that's what, what I was, was thinking. It, it still bothered me of who received the information. Right, right. And especially from where this art kind of goes. Yeah, Mion, that, that's also where it bothers me. Like, like the, the night of the call, Mion, like, originally took the call, but she was like, hold on, I need you to call me back. And she gets up, she gets in touch with Shion so that Shion can be the one to take she the call. She can call back. 
so that Shion can call Satoshi back, and then the, that's where the message gets delivered: is that Shion needs to take over, uh, take care of Satoko. The because this entire story falls on the uh, falls on the uh, the fact that caller ID does not exist. Exactly, yet. exactly. Can't do that now. Nineteen eighty three callback nonsense. Couldn't so, star sixty nine. They're nope, behind. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, uh, Shion says, "Fuck that." She just stays at home, does not give a shit. She stays at home on Watanagashi, gives no thought to anything. Like she, she completely shirks her responsibility. Um, I am not going. I am not going to watch over that garbage child. Are yeah, you kidding she me? had no. Like we get like a whole scene in the visual novel of her just like, yeah, I don't care. I just lazed about in my goddamn apartment all day. I don't care. I mean, in her defense, wasn't she, like, not really allowed to be in... She's not allowed in Hinamazawa anyway, and, like, yeah. Mion's going to be there, so it's like, that's a real hard thing to try to pull off. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, trying to have them be together at the same place while trying to, while both trying to be Mion is not something that's... Like, I'm trying to run from my aunt, who I think wants my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even my neck. Maybe my neck. <laughs> So so Watanagashi, but grandmother. <laughs> so Watanagashi, that fabled season of happiness, it happens again. The Hojo Aunt is dead, everybody. Surprise, surprise. Do we have any guesses? Who killed the Aunt? Who could it a have ran- been? A random drunk. God damn. Just happened to be picked up for another thing and said that. Oh yeah, I killed somebody one it time. Was it was cagey. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Because so that's what the Sonazakis told me to say. <laughs> yeah. It is blisteringly obvious to everybody that talks about it. It's like, y'all know that, like, Satoshi did this, right? Like, everybody, like, we all get it, right? <laughs> like, everybody in town, everybody that Shion talks to, even Shion herself is like, oh, that boy done did a murder. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a murder. Yeah, like, it's only one person who wanted that woman dead. Yeah, yeah. And, actually, and, two people, but one of them actually could do it. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so the Hojoan is dead, and it's almost if everyone, everyone knows that that, that our boy, he, he did it, he did it. But local housewife, you know, questioning, questioning occurs, and shortly afterward, uh, but but both are both both our boys, Satoshi and, and Shion, are questioned, in which she's just like, yeah, whatever, I'm Shion Sonazaki, I'm not Neon, and he's just like, wait, what? Who are you? What? <laughs> both Shion's, uh, both, uh, yeah, Satoshi's like that, and then also Ichi's like, oh, wait, what? What, huh? <laughs> I love how their, their situation, Which yeah. Is yeah. Oishi is just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let me just run that name a few times. You got an ID or something? Uh, so they get questioned, like, Shion knows our boy Satoshi's probably gonna cave if he doesn't have an alibi, but thankfully they make it through... But Shion gets, uh, she got some visitors on the way out. Oh boy. There's some visitors in familiar black looking cars and suits. And she gets herself hauled off to a meeting of the minds, and it is all hands on deck, if you will. Mm. So, chronologically, it's the first hands. time the, uh, the, the, the fun basement comes up. Yes, chronologically, this is the first time we go to murder basement. Uh, and Shion basically thinks she's dead. She's dead to rights at this point. Uh, she is probably a murder basement at this point. They're not really using it for a murder basement, though. It's more like a fun meeting room with like some toys. It's a coliseum. (laughs) 
it's just it's uh, it's Grandma Sonazaki. Uh, it's Oyo Sonazaki's toy collection. Uh, right, right. She's she has <laughs> she has lived a good number of years and amassed a great many toys, um, with which to 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 exact any amount of harm upon a person. Uh, harm so, playtime. Playtime. Look, it's it's fine. So. At this point, Shion is pretty much... She, she, she thinks she's dead to rights, so she's just out and out with it. Y'all fucking suck. Shut up, Granny. Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> Tell Granny to shut up. That's the smart... That is that is uh... energy that I wish I could, I, I could hold in this current 2020. I absolutely love the fucking uh, bravado. I love she, it. She, she just, like... She's standing up for herself and her love for her man and... Fuck you if you're gonna get in the way. She don't give a shit. She's dead anyway. And they're just like, well, we're not, we're not, we're not gonna kill you. We're gonna just, Please. we're just gonna hurt you a lot. And it's gonna suck. And at that point is when the whole facade starts to crumble away. The whole, oh, oh shit. I'm really sorry, I, Granny. I really should not have told you to go spoon feed your cunt. That was a little <laughs> over the line. I'm sorry, <laughs> Granny. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so Shion gets to take the punishment, which she has to atone for her sins for the uncle who got her a job in Okinomiya, for Kasai, and for herself. Those are the restitutions that she needs to make in order to, 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 those are the distinctions she needs to make in order to be right with the family again. So they bring out an instrument which removes fingernails in a very violent manner. Uh, and it's like, it's not like, the actual description of that too. Oh. Like tearing off the whole fingernail. Oh. And it's like, oh. oh. That, that grows back. That does grow back, but that's like, oh. Yeah. It oh. wasn't gory in the anime, but no discretion shot. You see her son's uh, nail. Oh, yeah. It's, it's off. So she goes into this with, with, with just like. You know, like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to show you all. I've got so much resolve. I'm so, I'm so, I'm so tough. She goes in, she puts the little beak of the, the fingernail ripper under the fingernail like you're supposed to. And then there's like a, there's like sort of a, 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 a lever to the side to use. And it'll like, it'll push the beak upward and remove the nail. So she goes to do that, wax it, doesn't get it all. Yeah, like, Just like, only oh, half, she half tears it off. And that is when the facade is completely gone. She's done. Like, mentally, she's completely broken at this point. Like, there's nothing left of her. It's done. And it's just like, you can't continue. Like, like she literally can't continue to do it herself. They have to get people to come in and just do it for her. And it's just like... I, I I will say so, like say what you will about the anime, like, you know, the anime adaptation there. Like, I do think the fifth arc is probably the worst one uh, yeah. of, like, of the anime uh, so far. But yeah. uh, every time, like they do, like a physical scene like this, nails it. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it, it's any kind of physical thing. They they did real good on that. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the difference between anime and how that's affecting versus visual novel with how reading it and how that's also affecting and how this is really good that language. Yeah, like we get like being inside of Shion. Like like I think the the real big thing that the anime misses. 
um, with Mayakashi is that we don't have Shion's inner narration for this. We're still in that Keiichi position in the anime version because they're, yeah. because they're recycling a lot of footage from Watanagashi, mm-hmm. obviously. And it's, it's a very much a cost-cutting arc, unfortunately. Yeah. And Mayakashi... It misses a lot of the big details and stuff that they've got to go back and play cleanup with later uh, in in Kai um, mm. and, and and some and some of the stuff they don't even bother with. Um, I get the impression there too. If I'm, I haven't even touched Kai, so right, right, we'll, we'll, as you shouldn't. It's going to be a while before that. you can touch Kai. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I can touch the discs all I want, but I can't do anything else. Yeah, you can't do. I I wouldn't even look at the discs because I don't know what art's on those discs, and that might be spoilerish. So it's fine. It's fine. I mean, I have them. So okay. So so so. Any more thoughts on on this scene in particular? Because boy, oh boy, it's 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 one of those that always struck me, and, and it was like getting to this in the visual novel form was just like, oh god, this is going to be real crazy for chat, huh? It, my um, thing go ahead Sarah my thing is she actually to my mind she kind of breaks down when she realizes Kasai and her uncle are implicated too yeah. I think she wouldn't care if they were just executing her but when she realizes she's she almost seems to show empathy and not just like oh Kasai is my my you know my personal slave I, I make him do whatever I want because no, it looks she... like my mom you get the feeling that she absolutely cares for Kasai. Yeah, yeah. I think in this, I think we, I think because of Shion and her thoughts, I, I think we also care for Kasai because of that. Oh yeah, Kasai is like, a real good dude. Like we get Kasai's the impression, you get the impression that like yeah, that, that dude's ride or die for life, uh, and he's probably like the only like real friend in this family <laughs> that like that she has other than her sister. Yeah, like her uncle who helps her get a job as well, possibly yeah. maybe too. But um, Kasai is like probably like her biggest emotional support, yeah. and that says a lot when your only emotion, your only real emotional support that's available to you is the Yaku- <laughs> is, is your uh, is your uh, father's and mother's Yakuza friend. <laughs> so good. Why is everybody so tragic in this goddamn series? It sucks. Yeah. Oh. But like, it's it's uh, Kasai is so uh, like we'll talk about Kasai yeah. more I think later. But, yeah. Um, yeah. One one of the uh, recurring themes is is I I think part of the big thing nothing is as it seems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kasai is the best, bro. Yeah, because Ka- yeah, everybody else who describes him specifically is like, oh man, okay, this guy is scary. We should probably avoid him at all costs. But no, he's a big teddy bear. Yeah, <laughs> he he wants that. He wants the cake. He just wants to eat sweets. <laughs> he, man, he's sweets. so good. Let him have sweets. Let Kasai have sweets. I'm good with this. <laughs> so, so okay, so yeah, so okay. We we got Watanagashi. It happened. Crap. That kind of sucks. Um, murdered aunt. Yeah, murdered aunts. And well, the, the but we haven't had a disappearance yet, right? I what? forget. Does uh. Tepe Hojo, does he disappear at this point? I don't, I don't think he's relevant. To the I story don't think yet. he's relevant. He's not his... relevant, but he's like he. I know he runs away. He always like like there are specific reasons that he will always run away, which we will right. Yeah, yeah. We we know. Yeah, we'll we'll yeah. get to that later. So so it's not long after a, after this. Happen? Pardon? Oh no, never mind. Never mind. So it's not it's not long after the like. The, the fingernail thing and 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 them being questioned by Oishi that 
Xion meets another good friend of ours at the library. Guess who that would be? Good friend. It's our good friend Takano Mio. We love Takano Mio. And and Xion, of course, gets swept into some good old-fashioned theory crafting about the inner workings and history of Hinamazawa. Um and the and and the nature of the 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 Sonazaki family and maybe what they're it, up to is it theory crafting or is it a uh, or is it um bullshit? <laughs> why would it? Be, why would it be bullshit? She's a re- she is a very serious researcher, Tom. I'm, I'm sure she is. This is very carefully researched cannibalism, Shutstorm Chan. I'm doing my Mio impression. Yeah, is it? Is know. it a theory crafting or conspir or flat out conspiracy theory yet? <laughs> uh, when it comes to Takano, um, my own thoughts too. Even um, I, I, I have, I, I've still not let go of the previous, uh, of of my previous thoughts on Takano. <laughs> In fact, very I have doubled Alex- down on them. Like Zalaz is very own Alex Jones. Yes, <laughs> it's so perfect. <laughs> Perfect. If this turns to that, oh my gosh! <laughs> so I, I, we get, we get a little more with them. She kind of gets wrapped up into these stories that Takano is telling, and it's just like, hey man, it's just that look, it's the three families. They're the ones that are going to do this. They're the ones I have that a are... scrapbook. Oh no, not scrapbooks! <laughs> I got this scrapbook. You should have. <laughs> oh no! Here, take this. It'll help you on your way. It'll help you on your way. Um, and, and, okay, so, it's not long after this that we, 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 we come to discover that, uh, Satoshi-kun has disappeared. We don't know where the fuck he went. Like, all the money got drained from his bank account that he was apparently saving up to buy a birthday present for his sister, and he disappeared on her birthday, and... There's just kind of been vague sightings of him since. And, and the bear's gone too. The bear's gone as well. Um and 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 the only information we have to go on is that he's been sighted in Tokyo, but it may not have been him. Like and and and, and it's kind of at this point that Oishi and Shion have kind of gritted their teeth and agreed to work together to maybe try and find out where this boy is, but for different reasons. I think we know that kind of Oishi is here to for one reason, and Satoshi is here, or, or and, and, and Shion is here, obviously for another. Um, but ultimately, nothing comes of this. Um, they, they they turn up nothing, and this kind of this era of 1982 kind of ends with this really nice kind of meeting uh, between Mion and Shion at Shion's apartment, where they kind of have cake and spend the night together and kind of talk about the regrets that they have and kind of th- like they don't tell us exactly what's going on. There's something they're very clearly talking about that we don't know what it is, um, mm-hmm. with, with regards to their situa- their family situation. Um, uh, but 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 it's a, it's a really uh, sweet moment. We're also kind of clued into the fact that Oreo has taken the same punishment as well. Um, the, the, you mean Mion? No, or... uh, Mion has taken oh. it. Mion has yeah, taken, taken it. But yeah, she took it because she, because she defended Shion. Like, she didn't think that it was right the way the family had treated her, so she took the punishment, too. Uh, but it was also revealed that Akane had taken the punishment, which is their mom, because mm-hmm. she wanted to marry the guy that she wanted to marry, and that was her punishment. 
It's also mentioned that Oreo has taken the punishment as well, and it's only mm. kind of speculated that it might be because she let Xion live. I think that that's an interesting... I think that that adds a little something interesting to Oreo's character, if you factor that in. Mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting. The, we, get little, we get those little snippets of uh, humanity from Oreo, Oreo that we don't get from Xion's perspective, because mm-hmm. that's how she views Oreo. Yeah. Um, but like when we go into like the tips or something like that, um, we do get, or like even me on, uh, we do have a little bit of a different, uh, we, we have a different air about Oreo. Oreo yeah. Like she's she actually fairly soft spoken and she doesn't seem as hateful and, and awful as she does when, when, when Xion is kind of, when things are being interpreted through the mind of Xion. She gave me on some treats to share with her friends. Yeah, you can't be bad. She bought an air conditioner and TVs and shit for Watanagashi. You can't be bad if you buy that kind of prizes for raffles. Yeah, for real. Those are, those are pretty good raffle prizes in 82. Yeah, like, that's pretty baller. Especially, like, the air conditioner, especially. Yeah, like, like you know, freaking June every time we go to Hinamazawa. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's perfect. It's perfect. Air conditioner and a man. Man, all you need now is a bug zapper. You just need, yeah, you need a bug zapper. There you go. So, so that one. Oh, would own a Famicom. You think so? I, I think she would own a Famicom. I think she would only play black box games though, because they're just one right. screen and they're simpler. She would, she would not know how to handle this scrolling stuff. She'd play. She would play Door Door and. Yes. <laughs> uh, she would also play. Um. Check and pop. I think she would play Gyromite, but she would have she, she would have me on play the part of Rob and not <laughs> use the robot. <laughs> I think she would probably have a good time doing that, though. So that's not really anything bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to play with you, Granny. <laughs> me on would be Rob. Uh, so 1982 oh, comes to a close with no real I, resolution. With 1982 comes to a close with no real resolution as to uh, like what has happened. Like life just kind of has to go on, unfortunately. Um, so the story time skips to 1983, uh, where we meet Keiichi Maibara. He arrives on Hinamizawa, and his interactions with Shion begin to kind of play out, as they did in Watanagashi. And it's through these interactions that. Um, Shion kind of starts going through a mental change. She starts to feel as if she's begun to forget Satoshi, and she starts feeling guilty, mm-hmm. um, just in the same way that Hinamizawa residents are also kind of just saying that he transferred out and they don't want to talk about it. Like, she's starting to feel that, like, she herself has started to forget, and this is where she kind of starts taking a really sharp turn, um, and she's, like, become very obsessed feeling as if Satoshi's ghost is actually following her around and like, and her anger toward everyone forgetting about him just grows to terrifying levels. Which is a lot. Oh yeah, like like the arrival of Keiichi Maibara is both a good thing and a bad thing. Like it is a good thing obviously because you gotta move on in life and and, hey, guess what? Mion gets a boyfriend now. Hooray! (laughs) And Mion talks to Shion about it. She's like, oh, I I met this boy, and he's really nice, and I like him a lot. And Shion's like, oh, this is (laughs) really cute. Maybe I should steal him. He's an only child. Oh, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's so great for you. Just gritting her teeth the whole time. Just gritting her teeth in the desk. I think there's less of that at this point. Maybe there's a little bit more gritting teeth as it goes on. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but he's like, mm, maybe, I should, maybe I should play. Yeah. Maybe I should steal him and like see who gets him first. She's very clearly trying to get her hooks into him in various ways. Like, they go to Watanagashi and she literally, <laughs> like, grabs his arm and shoves it on into her boobs. I, I think there's a scene in the anime where they are, where one twin is pulling the uh, pulling Keiichi's yeah. arm <laughs> and the other one's pulling the other one. And it's it's, a, it's good. This it's, is this is Keiichi's life now. I called that, I think I called that during the stream, I called that our Tenchi Muyo moment. Tenchi Muyo moment. Yeah, this is a this is a Tenchi Muyo moment. We don't uh, even know a... why. We don't know why they're they're fighting over him. They this just is Ryoko are... and Akane. This is Ryoko and Akane. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, Ayaka. Ayaka. Whatever name. I forget. <laughs> little, little Miss. I don't, Shion. Remember, I don't remember Tenchi Muyo wait. names. I can't do no, it. No, wait, no. Miss Ryoko. Mion would be uh, Ayaka, and Shion would be. No, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> This is Mion and Xion fighting over this cute boy. Yeah, meant. yeah, and 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 again, like Xion's mind state at this point is literally like she's hugging a pillow, pretending that it's Satoshi. She's giving it like a almost a voice in her head. It's that much. Um, she wants. She's just after those head pats. She needs them head pats in a serious way. <laughs> um, and 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 her mental state is only exacerbated when she Keiichi... Takano and Tomitake all decide to make the very smart and wise decision to break into the ritual storehouse. So I mean, you know, it's it's not going to hurt anyone. No, it could. What could possibly go wrong? So in Watanagashi, in Watanagashi, Shion Bubsy, Shion Bubsy. I was yeah. So 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 in Watanagashi, um. We're in Keiichi's perspective, and he's just kind of level-headed through all this, because he's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, I'm just kind of bored, and this is all bullshit, and I want to go see the dance. And, like, but when we get to Shion at the end of that scene, she's kind of really freaked out, and it's just like, mm -hmm. yo, don't y'all fucking hear that? And and, and in Watanagashi... Did you hear that banging? And you're in, like, Watanagashi, you're like, well, I didn't hear nothing. Like, what are you talking about? But... In, in, in Mayakashi, now that we are in Shion's head, we know that she hears what sounds like somebody jumping up and down on a floorboard or something. And she just keeps hearing it all the way until they leave. And, like, and nobody else hears this. What was Shion hearing? Taking it around the table. What was Shion hearing? I think this was, uh, I think this is a sign that something supernatural is happening. I said it in the first spoiler cast. I'm going to, uh, double down here, or reiterate at least. Um, there is an Oyashiro Sama. There is some kind of, I don't want, know if it's a curse, but there is something happening that's affecting her, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the demon. Because I think it's, there's some, some kind of demon, I'll call it, that's awakening in her. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What about you, Jetstorm? What's she Nerd says that she is hearing the sound of excellent life choices. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I... Uh, see, it's weird here because... It could be... It, it's still... I love that this is an answer arc. Yet there's still questions. Mm -hmm. It's it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> there's still meat oh, no. on the bone. Like, we're, get, we're starting to dole some things out. But there's still right. a lot of meat on the bone here. Right. There's still there's still plenty here to 
to determine right. uh, what that sound actually is mm. and why nobody else can hear it. Tomataki heard it. Uh, did Tomataki hear it? Did he? I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think Shion is the only one to have heard it. Pretty <laughs> sure, because Tomataki wasn't even in the room. Yeah, Tomataki never came in. Tomataki's out watching. Out, out watching. He's. He, I don't know. He's doing. He's bird watching or something. Mm. People um, watching. But uh, I, I'm actually like, I'm torn because I could say it's something supernatural. It's something. It is Oyashiro-sama. It is maybe somewhat, maybe something that lives there. That's I don't know, invisible. I, I don't know actually. Um, maybe it's all in Chion's head. Hmm? That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I had At this point, after uh, after these two arcs, so I'm thinking like it could have easily been the same sort of paranoia of like she's already imagining Satoshi is behind her at all times. Mm-hmm. What would stop her from thinking that that's Satoshi just going absolutely uh, crazy to be like you know you shouldn't be here you know you, you get out and you know making all this rush yeah, like because just, nobody can hear yeah. anyway yeah just trying to like get out of here maybe not even like mean just just kind of like you know you shouldn't be in here just get out of here you know it could be interpreted yeah, this wasn't that a way. good idea yeah so we got one vote for something supernatural happening <clears throat> and we got two votes for it's all in your head all right yeah, it doesn't mesh with her her other paranoia so so um I'll, I'll stick with being the the odd one out. Okay, I like this. I like a good split on things like this. Mm. Fun. Mm? I I mean I even torn myself on it because I, I don't necessarily because I I do ne- I do think there is something supernatural going on mm-hmm. uh, with all of these story with all of these stories some somewhere, but I don't know exactly at what point they're going to be in like if something is in somebody's head or if there is something actually happening. Okay. To play my own so. devil's advocate, I have had my heart beat that hard. You can actually sometimes hear your heart. Oh, yeah, you can hear that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can hear that. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay, good, good. I like having thoughts. I like having all the thoughts on the table. So, we continue after the night of Watanagashi and the night of Watanagashi. Or, hey, guess what? Shion's staying at the main house with Mayon. That's... Yo, they're, they're that's partying. A, that's a smart move. That's a good idea. That's um, smooth. Yeah. So, so... <clears throat> She she wakes up in the middle of the night. She hears talking. She makes her way down the hall and she hears Odio and Mion and Mion talking about something that went down tonight. She she already knows the jig is up. That they've been caught fadoodling around in that ritual storehouse and some people are not very happy about it. That's all we really know. Uh but Shion gets caught. Listening in by Mion, who had come out to answer a phone call. And you get this very tense moment between the two sisters where Mion is, again, putting on her face as the head, you know, of the Sonazaki family. And it's just very kind of like a stark contrast to the Mion that we got a few nights ago, you know, like, or a few chapters ago where they had that sweet moment together and kind of rebonded again. Uh, whereas, you know, again, she's kind of acting the family head part here and it's just all up in Shion's grill like the fuck you doing? You goddamn cunt, I will take you out back and powerbomb you to 15 tables. <laughs> so, this is where things start to immediately go very bad. You could call them shocking. You might even call them shocking because our girl Shion got herself a taser. She's had this taser the entire time. Yeah, this isn't something. This isn't that, that taser's this isn't bullshit. Up to lead. 
to hear. Yeah, like this, they they showed this gun in the first act for a long time. They showed the gun in the first act because they were going to use it. So she pulls out the taser, zap, down goes Mion. Oh, crap. Kasai is such a bro, gets her this, ta- gets her this nice taser. This illegally modified taser. He tricks it, it, it out. Yeah. It's fine. It's not a big deal. She's only going to use it for what? Self-defense anyway, It's right? just going to be self-defense, which is why she goes in to confront Oreo and zaps the bitch. Zap. Oops. Doesn't even check the setting. Doesn't check the setting. Just goes in. Not even a how do you do. Just I, I love because when me when Shion is attacked by those thugs, when Keiichi saves her, mm-hmm. uh, she does turn the, the, the thing at the max setting. Yeah. <laughs> And I wonder if she didn't even check it. She then. just didn't uh, realize she kept it up there. Yeah, like, like that's not even like that's it's like a callback to there. That's like oh, oops. Yeah, it, it, it's it's so good. Like oh, it's clever. Yeah, it's, it's the really phasers, good. the stun. Yeah, like <laughs> so. This is sort of where we find out and we get kind of the confirmation that yes, Shion is the one behind people starting to disappear in Watanagashi because this is where Oreo disappears uh, and and Mion is... Mion is the one in the cage. And this turn is where Watanagashi just made entire sense. Yep. Like, once this scene happened, I was like, oh, that second order just makes sense now. Yeah, because from this, point on, from this point on, like, Shion is playing the role of ev- that everybody knows is Mion. All of, all of Mion's actions after Watsunagashi make perfect sense now. Yeah. All the and, phone conversations with Keiichi make perfect sense now. Because she's very purposefully trying to fuck him up. I right. was looking for the smoking gun, I was, and it's not there. It's all in the personality. That's the point where... Mion stops acting like Mion, and and Shion stops acting like Shion. It's because it's they're both Shion playing Keiji. Yep. It, it, and when you know that, it's like, oh, this is where the evidence was, but I couldn't see it. I was looking for a smoke for for some kind of tell, and there isn't. They're identical. They're yep. they're good imitators. Yep. Like just just it's real good stuff. So we get to the murder basement. Shion's got some questioning to do. Uh. Not going to get those questions answered by Oreo, unfortunately. Um, the stun gun was too powerful. Actually killed the bitch. Whoops. She didn't mean to, but Oops. she's but she's not too torn up about it. Um, she, she even has some fun. Yeah, she just beats the living shit out of the dead body. and, and it, it's, it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Yeah. And then the bodies are, of course, it's going to be dumped. Down into the well that we've heard so much about. Into the swamp, into the marsh, to never be seen again. So that that that's one family head out of the way. Bye-bye. So long. Um, and we also know that uh, Kimiyoshi is, is uh, going to be kidnapped by her as well. She kidnaps him for... To, to, to basically torture him for information on, like, okay, like, why was Satoshi still being fucked with? You know, when I took repentance for it. And he was just like, oh, you didn't take repentance for him. She was about to be like, fine. But then he started bad-mouthing yep. the Satoshi. That was the, the bad Satoshi. move. Yeah, you can't. Like, like, when that that was the bad move. Because as soon as he started bad-mouthing Satoshi, he sealed his fate. But then it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you did three fingernails. One was for your uncle. One was for Kasai. And one was for you. Not Satoshi. Mm-hmm. But the brilliant and part even, about all this is that the Sonazaki's actually didn't give a fuck about Satoshi anyway. 
<laughs> That's the kind right. of the, the hard, the horrible part is that they don't give a shit. They just didn't. You made this way bigger than it had to be. Right. I mean, even then they were, uh, even then just, uh, she on paranoia during the meeting before that, yep. uh, where she tries to get information out of that meeting, like tries to see who's reacting. Yeah. And she's watching everybody. Yeah. And just, she's just keeping an eye on it. She's like, it's somebody in this room. Yeah. I don't know who, but it's somebody in this room. Yeah. It's... And she's just. And, and, and Kitty it... is the only, like, like he's the most reliable one that he can get back. Like that she can get back to her place and just be like, you know, because he would trust her obviously because he still kind of had right. her back. And like, he's like, yeah, like I have to put on certain airs around people. Like, you know, I can't like, and that's a big thing in this village. Uh, it's a big thing about the Sonazaki family in general is putting on airs. Um, because it's through this torture, and then Kimiyoshi is, he, yeah, he's going to eat it at some point. But basically, he's the reason Shion kind of snaps the rest of the way, uh, is because of all the Satoshi stuff. But what we learn a couple of things um, here, and then we learn that the Sonazaki family tends to kind of just bluff their way into looking scarier than they really are. Uh, mm-hmm. they, are they are Yakuza. They aren't exactly powerless. They, I mean, they send people to train like in the United States during the damn war conflict. So they, they, they know what they're doing. Um, it's just, they've always used audio silence as a way to kind of implicate themselves uh, mm-hmm. in delicate matters. And it's kind of like the way they kind of explain this is kind of like an infestation that crawls throughout all of Hinamazawa is it's just like, just because of the, like audio's temperament on something is like the disease that spreads around and the reason why people treat certain people in the village the way they do. Um, that's one thing we learn. And that's a I big one. That, that mm-hmm. phrase, by the way. The, the, infestation. the infestation. Yeah. Yeah, you did a painting for that. It was really good. I did. That was good shit. That was good shit. More, more, more Sayara being inspired by Higurashi is, is, is my jam. So... <laughs> but we also learn, and this is the big piece of the puzzle. Uh, this is a piece of the puzzle that does not get addressed in the anime, and it's, oh my god, it's it's such a big, important piece, is that Mion and Shion trading places in the past actually led to them being permanently switched at one point. Mm-hmm. Because one of them got taken off to get tattooed in order for the distinction to be made. And Shion is Mion, Mion is Shion. And that day, they, their roles were forever reversed. So the... Mm-hmm. So Shion is actually the the Shion that we know and love that we that we're going to continue knowing and loving despite her somewhat despite her penchant for let's say not always making the best decisions we still love her but she's actually supposed to be the family head um and and I mm-hmm. I really love the, like the moments when she's like just like completely losing it and yelling at Mion to give her name back uh, and to give it back because if she would have been Mion, she would have been able to do something for Satoshi. Uh, mm-hmm. And those moments are just so gut wrenching because it really is just like you literally had everything ripped away from you and given to somebody else. Um, and it, it's such it, it's such a dynamic for that character. It's so it was so human. Good. It was just human error. Yeah, it's so not so even good. being able to tell the twins apart before. Yeah, it's so so good. It's such a good little moment when you when you finally yeah. realize what's going on there, uh, and you know, like because it was it was it was something that I, like when I was originally watching through the show that I had kind of like I think they switched at some point, but like the the, the show never described that, and I never got that nuance until I was helping do the uh, 
the localization and translation work on these uh, questions mm-hmm. on, on on the uh, answer arcs. So, but like getting that information was like, oh, okay, a lot of things really make sense now that you know that they've yeah. been permanently switched. A, a lot of Xion's actions, a lot of her uh, thoughts, her I, like you know just everything she kind of does. It makes more sense when you realize she was switched at yeah. that point when. Uh, Mion received the tattoo. When, when Mion Shion received the tattoo. Yeah. This is why this is why we say we're doing him as Keech, you know, yeah, because like, we're gonna get confused. We're not gonna keep doing that. Like it's just like Mion Shion is Shion. <laughs> Mion is Mion right now. Okay. Right. <laughs> and Mion and Shimion. <laughs> Shmion. Mm. Um. And yeah, this makes sense kind of later on as well. So. Yeah. So. Um. So we get all that sorted out. We know that like she's keeping me on and 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 Kichi and, and and Kimiyoshi in the uh, in the in the murder basement. Uh, I believe he's still alive at this point, but she may have killed him. Uh, she she stabs him in the gut at some point, and he's just like, "Well, okay, that's okay. We're done. We're done here." But uh, so so who needs soy sauce? Rika needs soy sauce. Rika, oh, yeah. Rika, good girl, Rika Furude. She needs some soy sauce, so... For her chilled tofu. For her chilled tofu. You, as you do. As you do. You, you gotta, like... And, and the Sonazakis, always always so giving. Got, like, hey, you know what? Bring bring, bring, bring a container. We got, we got it for days. We got soy sauce for days. We got, so, we got soy sauce on soy sauce. <laughs> so, so Rika comes over to collect on that soy sauce, and they're having this really great moment. Where is, is is the soy sauce really the Mion Sonazaki juice? Yes, soy sauce <laughs> is the Mion Sonazaki juice all along. I wonder if it's so damn salty. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was tears. It's tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like they have this moment where like Shion is walking to get the soy sauce, and Rika is walking behind her, but taking one extra step, and it's not. Like, I can't think that this is anything on purpose. I can't think that Rika's doing this on purpose to fuck with her. I think it's just... Shion's, like, just starting to go mad at this point, right? So she thinks she's hearing the extra step that everybody else who's been cursed hears. And Rika's a cute, playful girl. She'll, she'll do the stuff like that. Yeah, like, she would do that to fuck with you, though. I can see that. Um, So... She goes to, 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 to get the soy sauce, and Rika fucking tries to blind her ass with mace. She fucking straight up just pepper sprays Shion and pulls out a syringe. Okay. This is not bum, the first time. This, this is not the first time syringe imagery has appeared in this story. Um, what, what are y'all's thoughts on the syringe? Why does Rika have a syringe? Because... I mean, it's very, like, we, we were introduced to this idea back in Wat, at the end of Watanagashi where Oishi told Keiichi, like, he asked her, was your friend Rika a drug addict? <laughs> uh, because they found, a broken, they found a broken syringe in her pocket. Uh, so now, Rika, right, I forgot they did. Rika appears here with a syringe. What's that about? I have opinions, but they're mm-hmm. kind of formed on when the syringe comes back again in the next dark. So I don't know. I kind of want to save it. Okay. Okay. You got uh, you. I'll let you hold. I'll let, we can table the syringe discussion until it comes up again. Then let's table the syringe because I think, like, even though I think this syringe is real, mm-hmm. 
Um, I think I know what syringe it is in the next arc as well. Okay. Oh. Okay. You don't so think we'll... it's the same stuff? Okay. The same juice? Okay. I think it is the same juice. Uh, okay. Okay. But I, 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 we won't get to that thing until I, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. Um, it. Um, so... Just jumping ahead, we do know that uh, the the syringe cage she saw might not be exactly what's going on here. Right. So. Right. Like there's yeah. there's a difference. There there's but a there distinct... is a but this is the second time or maybe the third time even I guess because of I forgot that what you mentioned. That, uh, that Riga had a syringe in her pocket. I didn't mm. know. I forgot about that. Mm. Um, but this is the second time we see a syringe in the series specifically. Yes. When it's drawn on somebody. Yes. And at this moment, this is when you realize, oh, wait a minute. Oh. This is the second time we see it. So yeah. Like, the this first is... time being at the end of the first arc. Yeah. And, and we know that this is real because of how right. this scene ends up. So we, we had a pretty badass scuffle. I think Rika put up a pretty damn good fight. Uh, for, mm-hmm. like, what she had... You know, what she was up against. Um, but there was no... There was the, no way in the world she was going to win this fight. Uh, and... The other thing, too, is that what Rika is speaking right now, because it I is the same Rika that spoke at yes. the end of the fourth arc. We got we have dual-mode Rika. And, and I think by the end of the next chapter, we obviously know what that means. But but at this point, it's still interesting because she speaks with the tone and inflection of more of an adult uh, at times. Like, she's speaking beyond mm-hmm. her years. Um, and, and, and she's very just like, you know, all right, I know I can't take you and fuck you. Uh, but she gets knocked to the ground and um, Shion takes the syringe and injects her with it. Um... And at this point, Rika kind of just starts losing it, and she's just kind of like, okay, this sucks, I'm not letting you win this shit. She grabs a knife and just shoves her fucking throat onto it. She braces it against the wall and slams her fucking throat onto it. Um, This being the scene in the anime that starts out that fifth episode. Oh, God. And they're just coming full circle here. Yep. Yeah, they animated this specifically for that arc in the in the show. It's a little different because she's actually very clearly stabbing herself multiple times. Uh, yeah. But but in the visual novel, she does it once, kind of stumbles back, and actually starts clawing at her throat. Right. Interesting detail there. We know somebody who has died a couple times actually like that. Yeah. Anything else um, jump we know out? Some other people who died. Anything else jump out about this scene here? Like the scuffle, like Rika dying, like anything jump out here? Hmm. Do you know where she got the pepper spray? Someone's kidding her up. <laughs> yeah, someone's got her some shit. <laughs> yeah, why does Rika or Rika with a malicious intent have these tools? Like yeah. there's never really given any kind of reasoning as to why would suddenly this little quote little girl have access to things like syringes and mace and... well rika already knows when she's gonna die she's probably told somebody about that yeah she, somebody her... might have geared her up because they're on her side or something right um <laughs> i i think it's Cut. I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is a um, Rika knowing when she is going to die because we know we know that, that she knows when she's going to die. Yeah, um, she has stated that before, and she is just prepared. But this is the she dies differently in this arc. Yeah, 
than she does in um, the third, you know, in a, in the third arc. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's a big difference there still. Okay. I won't let you win. Like the line, I won't let you kill me or I won't, you know, I won't let you win. Basically it kind of sounds the conditions here are different. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, wait, I think I'm drawing a connection. Oh, put it on the table. Let's see where it's, see where it lands. So is that Shion is, is Shion the one who kills Rika in the other arcs? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so, but I I think the conditions are different here, okay. in so, uh, in her dying for sure, and I think it's because Shion is the one who is here. I think that's why the conditions different. Okay. Yeah, I think she's like the wrench in uh, the prophesized death for Riga. Okay. Right, right. This is diff- this, this is very different because mm. uh, we learned something too in the in the next arc mm-hmm. as well. But in in the tips of the next arc of the same thing happening. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. Right, right. So, of course, uh, on that same night, as we remember in Watanagashi, someone else went disappearing. Who else went disappearing? The garbage? (laughs) Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) You'll never be able to resist. (laughs) Sorry, I can't resist anymore. So, yeah, uh, Satoko... It's out of, lo- it's out of love. <laughs> Satoko gets disappeared at around the same time, we find out. Uh, she got herself one-way trip to Murder Basement 2! And she, she's gonna be crucified to an extent. Oh, boy. This is a... This is a scene. Uh, there's a lot here going on. Like... Shion was excited about this, but then the scene actually happened, and... And... I think I think Satoko kind of again like she spends a lot of these next two chapters kind of winning points and I really kind of like what they did with her character here. It sucks. I'm not saying I love the fact that she was tied up and tortured with a knife. That really sucks and it hurt to deal with. Um, But just the 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 absolute strength and will she's willing to to show here because again, as with uh, Tatari Goroshi. She understands that she's the one that drove Satoshi into a corner. Um, she accepts that. She admits to it. And she even accepts what Shion is doing as her punishment for doing it. And But 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 she's ever so spiteful. Is it like, but you're, that's not why you're doing this. And that's why you can go fuck yourself because you're just a murderer. Like, I'm not going to give you the satisfaction of crying. And she doesn't. She just fucking mans up, takes it. Just gets her fucking arm stabbed to shit. Uh, just gets cut up, and it's just... Yeah, it's bloody awful what she has to endure, but, like, it's sort of at that moment also that Xion realizes, like, you've literally fucked everything up. <laughs> like, the moment she kills Satoko, the moment she cuts off that one link she had... The one link she had, the one responsibility she had. And she completely didn't only shirk it, she fucked it up in the most glamorous way imaginable. Uh, <laughs> if only all of her failures could be as uh, as bombastic as she on here. Jesus Christ! She just, like... She just, like... like she is just deep-throating failure at a rate that would literally rupture anybody else's lungs like this girl's just 
man. Give me all, give me all the mistakes. I'll make them. I'll show you how to make them all in grand fashion. She kills Satoko, dumps her body too. Um, at this point, Mion is in the cage, just losing her fucking mind at this point. Like, cause she's literally had to witness all of this. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, things continue uh, mostly along this same timeline as Watanagashi as well. Rena and Keiichi show up. Keiichi going to the murder basement. It getting knocked out and stabbed later. Like, a lot of this stuff is very much kind of the same. But there's this kind of underpinning we have. And we sort of understand, like, you know, the bits and pieces of why Mion is so different in that scene. It's like, well, why don't you care about the storehouse stuff? Because I don't fucking care that's not what this is about because it's Xion. yeah like it's totally and, and like that's the thing that i liked uh about this entire scene and how it gets recontextualized uh, because like rena is the smart cookie that almost fucking gets it like and the thing that she wants yep. the thing that she wants more than anything she literally just wants to be caught she wants so bad in this final scene to be caught. She keeps telling herself, man, if somebody just says that I'm not Mion right now, they win and I'll quit. If somebody just says it, I'll quit. Right. Like, and I think that that gets to the core of something about her character that's such a very basic and fundamental need and want. It's, it's just she's somebody that's crying for attention. She mm-hmm. just wants somebody to pay attention. Um, she spins that tail that... Uh... And she, she even threatens to show off her back, which... Yeah, that's uh, so crazy! Like, what a gamble! Mm-hmm. I mean, she's playing. She's she's playing to win. Yeah, like, but she <laughs> wants to lose! She, she wants to lose, wants yeah. to lose! But she knows that it is very easy to have all the cards in her hand be the winning hand. But she just mm-hmm. wants somebody to upset. Like, she knows she's got the fifth ace in her hand. She just wants somebody to call that fifth ace and say you're full of right. shit. And uh, I do love that it finally kind of shows that, yes, yeah. this answer that we easily received in the second arc yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. Is complete 100% bullshit that uh, Shion just made up. Yeah. Pretty much. Just it's so good. From what she has inferenced. Uh, just... Just what she's inference. It's not even actual information that she received. No, it's just it's just her <laughs> inference of what's actually going on. She's so good. I never believed the doll thing. I was like, that doesn't sound like Mion. She would never throw her friends under the bus over a doll. Exactly. Like she would be hurt. Like I understand her being hurt by that. I think that that's legitimate. But she that's not something that would make her go crazy. Mostly because I think that I think that at this point it's proven that Mion's kind of the innocent here because she's literally done nothing bad in any of these arcs, right? Which is why we brought Mion Sanazaki juice and not Shion Sanazaki. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip of my Shion Sanazaki juice here. Mion <laughs> Mion margarita and a Shion salted rim. There you go. Very salty. Very salty. A lot of salt in that girl. Still um, love her, but the, the, this is a uh, the, the, this is kind of like the rest of the story kind of plays out like we would expect it to with, um, with with kind of like the moment that uh, we we see when she finally kills me on she drops her into the well um, after like one kind of sister to sister talk and they they swap places again and, and mm-hmm. a more permanent so she is now me on. Like, she is back to legitimately 100% being Mion. I, I think the moment that breaks Shion the most here is when Keiichi still both believes in Mion. Yeah. And then he says he still believes in Shion. 
Yeah, like that's the moment like, where she finally what the agreed. Hell? Yeah, she agreed. That's when she kind of agreed to let him go. Um, right. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like <laughs> it's such a good, like that whole like KG is such a good boy. You have to watch. He's a good, He's it a good turns boy. out that was the actual best thing to say in that scene. Yeah, it didn't <laughs> seem like it. But, like, when you have this context, it's, like, yeah, this is a really, really good moment. Oh, no, he actually did the right thing. Yeah, like, Keiji, good boy Keiji, making good decisions. Who would have thunk it? Granted, he did go into the murder basement. That's good. Yeah. That was not, look, there was trust, not the best decision. There's trusting your friends, and then there's going into literal murder basement with them, when you know that they've killed three of the, three people that you know of already. And knowing, yeah, knowing what we know now, there are so many red flags <laughs> that I thought, I thought, oh, th- this is just Mion coming down after her her anger high. Like, no, in retrospect, nope, this was pretty much uh, the cracks in the facade showing through. <laughs> oh, what 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 just fantastic storytelling we have here so again like the we we, we kind of ride out to the end of watanagashi here as we'd expect uh shion kind of does a lot of the same things here that we remember she goes she meets up with keichi again um and she stabs him in his front yard and she declares that she's finally killed everybody she wanted to so we finally know what all that means but there's a problem um Remember how Shion thought she was being haunted by the ghost of Satoshi? Yep. Remember that? Remember those good soft times where it was like, this is nice. It's okay. It's weird, but it's okay that you're coping. Now she's cuddling my cuddling my ghost boy, making a. Well, now we learn that she's not doing all that well mentally. She now feels as if Mion's ghost is haunting her. She hears a voice that's constantly telling her to die, all the way up to the point to where she stabs Keiichi and then finally falls off of her building trying to get back into the apartment. And right then and there, she finally has her come-to-Jesus moment of learning, like, realizing every single mistake she'd made before throwing herself the rest of the way off the roof to her own demise uh i think that this moment is so good where she finally has that fight like what was that one thing i was supposed to do huh and then she remembers that all she had to do like her connection to satoshi was always there it's just that she very purposefully neglected and fucking killed it so back up a little bit here so that when she said that was everyone i wanted to kill is that is that kind of the key that it's uh, Shion yes. disguised herself as Mion the whole time? Because yeah. if Mion wanted to kill Keiichi, she would have done it when he was strapped to the table and being Mion. But uh, I guess in retrospect, it's kind of subtle, but that's the hint that they switched, that Shion was killing everyone. Yeah. And we know at that point, Oishi, because Oishi, did, did Oishi say at that point that Mion was found dead? Yep. And Shion. Yeah, like, by that point, you oh. should have figured out that that that, that, that 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 final switch had taken place. That the wrong yeah. twin... The wrong twin escaped. The one they thought escaped is not the one that escaped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... So that's... That's basically... That's basically how... Um, she Mac, did warn the boy. She did. She told him, don't... Like, the next time you see me, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> Girl delivers on her promises. She sure did. Um, 
but yeah, like, and, and we get a little post credit scene um, with this one too, where like they're in a classroom, they're kind of doofing around together, and and Shion's at the school, and she's like literally best friends with Satoko. So, what are our final thoughts? What are our final thoughts on Mayakashi Raven? I, it's like, oh gosh, it's all coming together. This is how the mysteries work in Higurashi. It's, it's trusting your friends. It's learning people, which is kind of hard for me because sometimes I just, I just take what I'm told maybe a little too at face value, but Mm -hmm. no, it's kind of how it, it very beautiful way. It all comes together now. Why people are the way they are when people don't act the way you think they do sometimes they still have their reasons sometimes good reasons and sometimes it's that's not who you think they are literally yeah they've stolen identity mm-hmm. Jetstorm, what do you any final thoughts for mayakashi <sighs> this this arc is really 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 good <laughs> this is this is the um, one where i was not sure that it would have the impact that it had and then it literally put my feelings no- in a gutter for a week <laughs> No, it, it had the impact. It definitely had the impact as a story itself. I, I, it's the same story as that second arc for the most part, but in a different perspective. And that's the that's the lesson here too. Um, is how we perceive, you know, how we perceive things uh, could be different. It turns out when you have two twins, you need to make sure you have one of them marked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and never mark the wrong and don't mark the wrong one. Yeah, don't goof that up. That could be. That could be. The whole anime would have been so. It's great because this arc answers things from the other arcs and still leaves us with questions and also asks its own questions at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, it asks, "What was that syringe?" Now, now we're now we're doubly worried about that. Yeah. Um, as a um, and the main I mean the main thing we learn from this though is that the Sonazakis are not behind the curse. No, I I think that. If, if there's any bit of truth that you can take from this arc, like, as, at face value, as always being true, it's that the Sonozakis are not the ones involved in, and are, are not the ones doing this, I think. Right. I think that's the, that's the main, that's the main story thing, you know, uh, that's the main, like, you know, mystery thing mm-hmm. that's answered here. That's the, this is the answer. Yeah. The Sonozakis are actually not yeah. behind it. Yeah. Um, it turns out that second arc was a, weird delu- a weird uh shift it was a weird shift but it was a good ruse because one it gave you like it gave you it gave you all of the right information about Hinamazawa but it left that layer of obfuscation over the Sonozakis and like are they or aren't they so like it was able right. to reveal it was able to reveal those vital details that we do need about the village but it it it, it kind of left you like spinning your your wheels about what the Sonozakis really are Mm-hmm. And I, I think overall, as it's but as its own separate identity, though, mm. uh, this story and how Shion drives herself into madness through her own par- through her own paranoia is in a different way yeah. than Keiichi, but also maybe a little bit the same. Yeah. Uh, in other Keiichi centric arcs, and how that affects the people around uh, around Keiichi and mm. around Shion. Yeah. Uh, I think this arc is a very good character study of Shion, of Shion specifically. Yeah. Um, and just what that sort of thing does. 
Yeah, and, and, so, the, and the differentiation it gives us between Mion and Shion, like, we now understand how they are two very uniquely different people. And, like, and they are very unique people. They are very unique characters. I, I liked Shion already from the start yeah. um, of this, uh, when she was introduced. I, she, I, I still say that of the main cast, she is my favorite character. Cool. Cool. Of, of it. And I think the study of her and her up, knowing her upbringing, learning how she thinks, how she feels, and uh, it, it just culminates to a very good end. Cool. And then that ending, and that after credits oh, happens. Oh, man, it's so... The, the, the what could have been her apologizing for being born. Oh, God, that hurts <sighs> so much. That hurts yeah. so much. And Sayara, thoughts on Mayakashi? I was absolutely going to say the same thing. I wish I was never born. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to remember because I think my main uh, my main answer from like the last spoiler cast we had was the Sonazakis were the villains. Yeah. And this arc basically said, hey, guess what? You're wrong. (laughs) And it's just like, well, crap. (laughs) There goes all of my notes and thoughts of everything that I could have considered being an answer. And it's like, well, to throw it all in the trash, you're basically wrong. That's part of the fun of playing the game, though, is having your... Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's 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 fun, but it's just like, well, damn, you know? It's like (laughs) calling the horse wrong at the beginning and the horse drops over dead. It's like, oh, okay. I was I was relieved. It's okay because I'm like, oh good, Mio Takano is still shady as hell. Uh, um, what do I want to say? This is more so like a general comment between the anime and the uh, visual novel. Uh huh. God, I prefer the way the visual novel does violence more so than the anime. Oh yeah. I understand. I understand the anime needs to be more flashy and like punchy and shoot a point yeah, or whatever. Obviously. But God, it's that's, ugh, it's, it's rough. Okay. It's gruesome. And yeah. it's like, yeah, obviously we're gruesome reading it, but at least with like reading it, I don't have to get like this visual attack every time I wanna see, you know, something <laughs> in the show. You know, right, freaking yeah. I'm gonna stab my head into a wall like a hundred times. You know, it's fine, no big deal. It's like, no big deal, no it's good. Yeah, it I can it was known for being graphic, but mm-hmm. uh, from my point of view, it could have just a little more discretion. You know, it could just been as violent, uh, but maybe just like uh, tilt the camera, quote unquote, the camera. Uh, sh- the point of view could just been a little this way or that way, and not quite have been so in your face about it. But you know, that that's a stylistic thing. Yeah, yeah, I I think that. I appreciate what both kind of bring to the table. We were kind of talking about this earlier on Twitter about how in, how this works in relation to the new uh, anime that just started and the graphical style mm-hmm. that and, and the visual style they're using for that. And I think that like what Studio Dean did with the original uh, series, like Kai and Ray and the original, I think that what they did, even though it's very clearly on a budget, but I think that that budget actually really helps give this show the kind of dirtying up it needs to kind of be where it is i think i think it just makes everything work the the visual style of the anime is striking in its own certain way yeah um it's a very different look from especially modern anime yeah uh and how modern anime is very uh set in stone when it comes to uh, referencing character 
referencing characters, rev- you know, doing everything there. Mm-hmm. The the Dean anime so far, the Dean anime is so out there in yeah. just how it just in how characters are portrayed. Yeah, a lot of the times, and it's so it's a very interesting look. Yeah, like it, it kind of reminds me of uh, indie zines. How maybe not so much with the internet, but back in the day maybe a little more these days if you wanted to do a horror uh, comic that's kind of how you had to do it it had to be cheaply printed in black and white and mm-hmm. and maybe not with the best artist or maybe the artist would intentionally just draw something they'd cheat a lot whatever gave them the right angle they wanted yeah yeah so that's what it kind of reminds me of it kind of the horror scenes kind of remind me of that they just kind of drew it maybe the, what was easiest but that gave them the angles and tone they wanted mm. Because the anime has uh, has very very good moments. Oh yeah, like I like I I definitely see why people liked this in two thousand six. Yeah, like when when people were starting to watch it. Okay, um, I, like despite its <laughs> despite its shortcomings, I still think that the anime is a good adaptation. Like they did what yeah. they could with what they like. This is literally a hundred hours of story. The first six arcs took us a hundred hours to stream and they crammed that into 26 episodes. Like that's right. An incre- and they made it work and they made it still have impact. I still think it, that it, that is a, that is a marvelous feat. There is stuff I think for the six arc. Cause I, I like, actually I like the six arc um, in the anime. Right. Right. Uh, quite a bit actually. Cool. So uh, I, I like the anime too. Seeing yeah. now having to seen, the first 26 episodes, you know, that that first season anime, that was very good. Would you, as the kids say, say that it slaps? Mm, I'd say it slaps. All right. Slaps. <laughs> Does it I, bump I, in the whip? <laughs> I do. I, I do appreciate how the anime is like, um, it, it rides the same kind of rough, and wild energy as like the Ryu Kakushi's like original art, right? Right. Like yeah. it, it's so so out there of like you know how the characters are portrayed as like their potato hands and they have like heads <laughs> the size of like you know planets. They're really off model sometimes, or I just like love weirdly askew. I love it, I love it when love they like it. zoom out and. Um, you can see like uh, the characters' legs are literally like toothpicks. <laughs> <They're toothpicks. laughs> my, my favorite is when, um, uh, from Cage's point of view, Mion is having that freak out about how Satoko's cursed and all yeah. our family's cursed, <laughs> and, our oh cursed God, yeah. and, and she just be, just kind of becomes this <laughs> werewolf-looking thing. So I was good. scared. I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get the spooky eyes." Like, no, we're we're getting like. Melty me you should, on here. You should see a lot of the manga, uh, the manga for scenes like this because the, the manga artists were clearly having a lot of the same kind of fun that I think that Studio Dean did when they were doing the mm-hmm. anime. So I don't know where he got the idea from. Um, I will say to to go with that, you know, when the anime or when the visual novel decides to go into like uh, something not you know something shocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Their contrast between, like, you know, the potatoist models or, like, you know, the really abstract character designs or whatever, when they change into, like, the horror stuff, like when Mion goes crazy on the ladder or when uh, Rika gets her uh, head massaged in that, in that one scene, <laughs> you know, whatever, it's so striking 
mm-hmm. which adds like a whole nother layer of the fear of yeah. you know what's going on because fear mm-hmm. itself is not just about like you know the scary thing has happened it's also the the deception of of you the viewer from like you know you're used to seeing these characters in, like this really cute limelight you know and then all of a sudden oops you know now they're like psychopaths and they have like these bloodlust in their eyes and you know they're doing things that just does not seem like anything you would ever imagine happening yeah like the cat eyes thing or like random random movement of the camera to just like kind of like to make you feel kind of queasy yeah like that's that is probably my favorite part of the anime because it's like it just takes any kind of expectation you would have ever considered having for a show like a show that has like oh look at these cute characters or whatever and suddenly like flipping it upside down yeah, it's like if you would imagine Hitamari's sketch was a horror anime, mm. and yeah. you know, they they do the shaft thing and like <laughs> everything is completely one hundred percent different. It's like where did this come from? What yeah, like characters? this would not work. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. Which I'm worried now with this new the new one That's that came out. Exactly where my worry lies with the new one. I'm 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 very similar because I I think when this show goes off model, I think it looks. It's something that I don't get from modern anime yeah. that much. So, because everything has to be kept this, you know, very yeah. samey. Well, it's easier um, to, to do it samely if they have... And it's like, easier. You know, it is easier as well, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, when when this does go... Uh, I'm wondering kind of just where this anime series, the new one, will go. I haven't seen it yet, so... Yeah, we... I haven't I'm seen probably going to hold so. off for a bit. Yeah, I'm gonna wait till there's like eight or ten episodes I can just shotgun at once, and then yeah, I only watch the trailers, but like they show like some of the I quote iconic scenes from like uh, Oni Kakushi and uh, what the Watanagashi, yeah, like those two, mm-hmm. and like they have like the scene with like the hands in the door and stuff like that. And it's like yeah, it's scary, but it just it just doesn't seem... the hands in the door. It... That's uh, that's only good if you've seen it. It's yeah. not really. Well, I mean, uh, that's an iconic. It's an iconic CG, you know. But it's I like... mean, it, it doesn't really give much visuals because you see like a big eye. Yeah, it works when it's the inside of the game because you open it up and then it's kind of freaky looking at you. But as part of a trailer, I don't know why they put that in there. Well, they got to remind you. Hey, remember? Higurashi? Hey, remember Higarashi? It's violent. Remember Murder Lowly is the video game. Yeah. Anyway, we have an entire other arc to get to Red here this heart. evening. Red heart. Red heart. This is the one everybody, like, when they realize what's going on in the anime, they realize, oh, wait a minute, like, is every character getting an arc? And it's like, oh, great, Rena's gonna get an arc. And it's like, they make you wait till the last fucking arc of the anime to get to it. Rena game. Rena game. Rena game. Like, Tsumi Horiboshi, which is the atonement chapter. That's a theme that we're going to kind of... That's a... Oh, boy. That's, that's a name. Yeah, that's the way it really, really fits. Oh, boy. So, Tsumi Horiboshi. Uh, this one begins a bit different than all of the, any arc we've seen so far because we begin in media res with this one. Um... We got the gang all together. We're having ourselves what looks like a fun little picnic party at the old uh, at the old junkyard. Rena's there on stage, looking gorgeous as always in a white assortment that she has put together. Just absolutely stunning. Um, it's where we're all just here to hang out. And the the, the, the tension 
real awkward in this scene. It's just real it's like, awkward. We don't know why. We don't know what's going on. We just know that, like, yo, everybody's here to talk to Rena for something. And... Yeah. It's <laughs> like the, the, the ladies and Kate, she all have tummy aches or something. She's trying to make them feel better. Yeah. And she she, she tells them that she's going to tell them a story uh, about how she did her best. What 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 did we think of this? What did we th- like? What were your immediate thoughts on Crap. when when we start on this scene? Rena well, just I... killed somebody, didn't she? <laughs> Obviously, something's gone wrong. <laughs> that was my first thought. I was like, "Oh, great! Who did Rena kill?" That's better. She was explaining, like you know, about the baseball thing because that's like mentioned, like one of the earliest arcs about like how Reyna was sent out of her school in the city because she basically beat up a bunch of kids and then broke a bunch of windows. Yep. So I thought, oh, maybe they're going to explain that. That'd be nice to know. Mm. Yes, I, I am dying for that. Mm. That would have been a nice answer. That would have been, yeah. Look, you spent a long time waiting for the answer on that one. So, 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 so everybody's already like on this, like, well, our girl done fucked up. <laughs> But she did her best. She did her best. You know what? I loved this as a line. I ha- as I have to point this out because it's something that we ended uh, her lullaby with. Is that um, somebody gets asked that question of like, what they do different? And then okay, then you know the the other person in that conversation says they did their best, and we ended the game on that. We didn't know about this scene in Higurashi because we had not read this, uh, and so. Rena saying that she did her best in the ending the scene like that was just such a like you know what I'm a genius and I didn't even know it. You did a reference to Higurashi. We referenced not even not even know we didn't even know that it was a reference, but it was just like that line of they did their best. It was like. In your VN, which is also now that I've now that we've been reading along here, very very clearly, yeah. We wore Influenced our by Higurashi. Listen, the Higurashi inspiration in in her lullaby is obvious. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at the logo, please. Right, <laughs> uh, right. I mean, you know, this, sometimes you, you you make friends, and sometimes uh, you feel like murdering those friends, and it's not a good thing. You got to not murder your friends. Exactly. I understand. Matching your font to your influences. It's a it's a murder basement. Look, I'm look. It started. Look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, so after this scene, we 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 get to for for what feels like an eternity. We haven't had this in a long time, but we get to back to kids just having fun. We get we find ourselves back at the good times for a change. It's been forever since we had a club activity, and, and we we get we get a real good one here. Uh, the old water gun fight uh, in the middle of summer. Like this puts you in such a mood because I think it's it something so that, great. I think it's something every, everybody can easily relate to. And like I love the way that this scene is written because it's written with like they are taking this so seriously. Like it's like they have their own little fucking like gimmicks for how they're approaching the the water fight. Like fucking Meon just went and got a fucking super soaker. <laughs> just, 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 yeah. just spray it. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you would do. 
Power move. And like Keiichi using deception to kind of like get everybody to make moves so that he can take them out and things like that. That um, was some some big uh, some big guts from Keiichi to actually try and pull Mion's fire for uh, the for the boys. Right. The, the, the Keiichi. I wasn't Keiichi going for Mion though. I was going. For- <laughs> yeah, I love it. He wasn't going for Mion at all. It's so good. They they play like it is very clear. That that along with being able to 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 write the darker horror elements, it's so refreshing that that Ryukishi is also able to kind of to know when we need levity, but he knows how to write levity that has a whole lot of sincerity to it. Like this, just it's it, it's fun on a fucking bun. Like you could tell that he was having fun with this. Uh, like I love the little dumb eye close up cut ins they do. With uh, like when characters are showing down with one another, like to give it that little anime edge, like like it's so silly, but it's such a fun little gag. Um, straight out of Trails in the Sky. Yeah, straight out of Trails. It looks exactly like the cut-ins. It looks exactly like the uh, the S-Craft cut-ins. So 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 we get like lots of fun here. I love the fact that like Satoko's idea was just like motherfucker. I just brought a bucket and I have guns for days. I'm never running out. <laughs> And like Rena hid a gun somewhere and is going for it, but Satoko had already busted that gun beforehand because she's a goddamn little garbage gremlin. (laughs) They have layers. Beware the cute girls. Beware the cute girls. There's so much going on, but my god. Like and, and this little this this little showdown with Satoko and Rena is really great because they're really just throwing like hot shit back and forth at one another. Like the dialogue is so good, and I love the solution that Rena comes up with of just like, okay, the gun won't fire, I'll just fucking break it, and then she throws the water at Satoko and wins that little fight. Because yeah, because that that was a very important scene when they Mion laid out the rules and they're yep. all playing by the rules whether they work out in her favor or not she she's the uh she, she may be lawful evil but she's lawful <laughs> she's lawful exactly she's lawful <laughs> so, so so i love that and then and then of course it's down to the big showdown between between Keiichi and rena like they're going at it they're like they're, you can't pick a winner here man it's just too close to call and we end up in a stalemate because we gotta go back to class Mm. And I love I love this setup though. This is such a fantastic because they keep referencing this moment in little ways throughout the rest of the of the arc about how oh well the thing that we do now we'll just use this to determine who the winner that day was right. of, of the water gun fight. I love how they keep like coming back to this stalemate this stalemate with Keiichi and Rena being equals. I think that that's such a good because it's a it's such a good anchor for this particular story. Yes, and a, a good anchor for, Re- uh, for for coming back to you know Rena and Keiichi specifically yeah. and their relate their own relationship with each other yeah and how you know how they stand at each other as equals both in mind and body yeah like it's it's, it's such a good it's, it's such a good framing device uh and just being a fun little moment in and of itself um so yeah like a- any other thoughts on that little moment of anything you like anything jump out Probably the best action scene of the whole dang uh, <laughs> novel, maybe up to the, maybe all, but uh, definitely up until this point. Yeah, I 
I did like things in the previous arcs sometimes, sometimes not, but this is where we get like the, the most action. Like I, I went back to my days. I didn't really yeah. go outside too much, but when I did and I did have some ki- other kids to play with, I was there. Yeah. Oh, like this definitely threw me back I... to a moment. Like I can remember a specific moment in 1993 that this took me, this water gun battle took me back to because I literally did this with in my neighborhood. <laughs> I did this too. I, I, I was I was in the Meon situation. I inherited a large super soaker. Nice. <laughs> I had a large super soaker back in the day that could uh do some do some power. Do some damage. <laughs> could do some damage. But I yeah. <laughs> My dad had since he was in the Air Force, you you, you get dumb shit like this. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, we would have Nerf gun fights in the dorms uh, when I was in the air, when I was in the Air Force. We we would do those in the dorms, and then your <laughs> your kids eventually get those. Uh, and that's what happened to me in the Super Soaker. <laughs> cool, cool. So, so 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 fun times ahead. Like it sounds like we found the ideal happy place, right? And a stalemate a, a stalemate cannot stand. There's a stalemate cannot. That I was curious about. Yeah, what's what's curious what? about? Why were you using real gun sounds for the entire water gun fight? <laughs> because it's funny. <laughs> some of the look, some visual novel sounds are. Oh, uh, <laughs> you gotta work with what you can find. Sometimes. Sometimes the only guns you can find are realistic uh, gun sound effects for uh, in your in the free libraries that you have available to you. Yeah, and like that's what you had to go with. I don't know that I could find foley work for a squirt gun. Like that would be like in like making it like like I I know that like as an audio engineer I know what I would do to 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 make different sounds like I know what I would do but I can understand back in two thousand three two thousand four writing this and being like I just I'm just using public domain sound effects whatever mm-hmm. they, they sounded like guns because it's more fun that way and it's like and again you're a kid imagining this so like they're kids they're playing they're having a good time they think they're shooting each other it's, it's, it's you can make yeah you can make this work yeah. It just made for an amusing sight. It's like, I got wet, now I'm dead. It's like, oh no. Oh no. I can't believe Satoko is actually dead from water. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Who knew that water was the cure for common trash? I mean, gotta wash it up somehow. Nerd nerd just brought up the School Rumble episode where the uh, the BB gun fight, everyone is the the, the gun fight. They just use actual guns for that (laughs) entire thing. And it's it's so funny. Um, but it is just that. Uh, School and, Rumble's a show I like. Oh, a lot, School so. Rumble's fantastic. I, I love School Rumble. Just all of it. <laughs> okay, so, 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 yeah. so again, a stalemate cannot stand, of course. So we revisit another moment uh, from a previous arc in the series. Remember, anybody, anybody remember the dessert festa? Dessert festa, where, of course, uh, you have a lot of big manly men eating. Uh, cute sweets, so yep. I don't know what to make of that. But... I love the baseball guy came back. He's <laughs> <laughs> him coming back and just being this big over-the-top dumb personality it's still just easily falling for the same tricks as KG that get KG's This is so good. Um, and of course this, this big moment turns into another big dumb reason for us to to have a big club contest it's gonna be an eating contest where we're gonna take and eat the most sweets in, the other character in the side characters come into uh, action oh, to this one that's just, my God. And that's just so fun because they're 
like, like you get this cast and you get that this is you know they are from a small town they're in a bigger part of that you know area right yeah. now but uh they're infectious they are completely infectious yes and you, you can tell that people are not just putting on airs in front of like me on specifically yeah they are they are they are an infectious bunch of kids that do kind of make things fun yeah and it, it like with those like i think even like the weight like the servers had no idea what they were doing. Like, I don't know what to do, but they eventually started having fun. Yeah. Like, and, and, and I love that these, you get these, like, this, like, everybody gets a costume because that was part of the punishment for, for not winning. Uh, so everybody mm-hmm. gets cute little costumes. Like they had to like modify, <laughs> they had to modify Rika's costume to make it work and shit like that. There's a lot of very funny, cute shit here. I guess I do kind of feel good. Good that they that they kind of made keep it gotten something a little modest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like that, like things like this tend to can can go sideways. But I think that Ryukishi is generally um, pretty tasteful when it comes to things like this. Like he's not like we're not reading Nasu here. We're not reading Fate. <laughs> <laughs> Mion and just Mion's comment that I'm just gonna make you wear this Keiichi. Yeah, you know that right. <laughs> Yeah, like, you know that putting this in our repertoire, uh, you've done doomed yourself to wearing it home someday. <laughs> Keiichi even references back wearing wearing other things, too. Yeah, he even references it himself. Like, and I'd like, it's just like, man, yeah, like, that poor... Neon, you are, help, you are helping this boy. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> His miserable manhood moved a little. Ah... Uh... <laughs> But this is just a, a, another great scene where we get a lot mm. of good... Like We've been so deprived for fun for the last few chapters that it just felt nice for this one to start off with two really big, fun, um, loud chapters before we kind of started going into some things. So right at the end... Well... Right at the end of this scene, we get an interesting perspective shift from Keiichi's point of view. And we're now Rena. And uh, her text is pink as for, for narration and dialogue. And uh, she gives this cute little speech about how happy she is and like how there's no denying that and how there can never be an end to these happy days. And soon we are interrupted by the sound of a new co- of a customer arriving. She seems to be the very loud and brash type. She's a pink haired woman that we can we have only identified as Rena through Rena's narration. These two know each other, um, and I saw mm-hmm. some. I remember some speculation in chat when she first appeared. Everybody thought, "Wait, is this, is this Rena mom?" Because she talked about her mom a little bit. Uh, so, 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 where were we at when we first met Rena? It's like, oh, this is a new character. This, this game is throwing us a new character. New, very. This character existing now is new information, <laughs> right? Um, that I was not expecting exactly, but I was like, okay, let, let's figure out, let's find out who she is. Um, like, so I was like, her mom, she's always described her mom, but Brenna, se- this woman seems younger than yeah. that. So obviously it's like, she knows her from somewhere. I, I, I eventually, I initially thought that she was like an old classmate or something. Yeah, because you, you can never tell. Sometimes the art style can make younger characters look a little older than they might. So right, could... but she seems a bit younger yeah. than... Uh, uh, too young to be... Oh, an um, older mommy type. Right. Because, like, we, we've not seen Rena's parents yet, actually, no. at, at this point in the series. Mm. Um, we Like, in the anime, at least, we may have heard Rena's father speak, but, like, for a moment. Yeah. Like, say, Rena phone here, but... 
Yeah. You know, that, that's about it. Uh, so we can never really, you can never really be sure exactly. So I, I actually, I thought it was like, is she a classmate or is she somebody else? But Rena seems to know her and she calls her Reyna. So that's, that's already a flag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. I just thought, oh, it, this uh, person's kind of nice to Rena for someone we are just meeting. You think she'd uh, want to introduce her to her friends. Not the case, it she seems doesn't. like. Yeah, she's not like, oh, hey, everyone, stop uh, stop the food fight. Stop shoving that in your faces. You gotta say hi. To this cool person. I... But they're not mean nah. to each other. No, there's there's no outward hostility. In fact, she's like, yo, I'll buy you some cake and we'll eat it at home. It's like, hey, oh, good, fantastic. Let's do that. But she mentions that she just hates the smell of her perfume. And we close on that thought, and then, mm-hmm. and then. Sorry, did you have any thoughts about Rena, like when she first entered, or was it just kind of like, uh, okay? It's like, uh, uh, who are you, and why are you calling her Rena? Mm-hmm. Or Rena? Rena. Rena. Yeah. So we get, we kind of get the gist of that in the next scene. We we start to understand. We okay. We first we learn why Rena is called. Why Rena is called Rena is because she took the eye out of her name for a reason, uh, and so there's a lot going on with this girl. We she through her own narration, uh, we get a rundown of her life, and we understand things have not exactly outwardly happy as she might have them seem. Uh, she mm-hmm. grew up in a household where uh, her mother ended up being a very successful designer and continued moving up through the ranks and just becoming, you know, more and more, more and more uh, prolific, more and more popular, more and more famous. And her dad kind of ended up getting left in the dust and all this. Um, and they moved, they needed a bigger place to live. So they moved to Ibaraki from, from Hinamazawa. And this led to her mom beginning an affair, uh, getting knocked up and divorcing her father. Um, and so a lot of uh, 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 the trauma we now start to come to understand with Rena is that um, like, she has a lot of trauma from feeling uh, guilt. Uh, she felt betrayed, angry, and just this unbearable amount of guilt for letting her mom ruin their home life. Uh, and it tends to happen in uh, these types of situations. This mm-hmm. is the, when Ryuki, she tackles this kind of stuff, uh, you, this is where you started, like you know, somebody mentioned in chat a while back that he was, uh, he worked for the government uh, before taking on writing as a full-time uh, profession. And the way that this stuff is written about, you really get that impression uh, that he understands and empathizes very deeply with these kinds of situations because he's probably seen them time after time again. Uh, Serena comes from that typical household of, um, you know, divorced parents. It went real bad. She felt betrayed. Uh, Her mom tried to buy her off. Uh, It was like, yo, just come, come live with your new dad. And that just... Man, what a shield. There's a guilt here too, like with for Rena, because yeah. she she believes that she's the one at fault uh, with this too. Like it's not just her mother; she believes her mother's at fault, but yes, it's herself. She she's she allowed it to herself. happen because she knew she allowed it to happen because she she she, knew she allowed the guy. something to invade. Yeah, she knew the guy, 
And she just like she didn't see him as the threat that he was, so she so she blames herself for that. Right. And like it's clear that Rena's dealing with trauma, maybe even like you know, I, I think they even specifically say like PTSD in yeah. the in the uh, tips, and because yeah, PTSD doesn't just come from uh, physical trauma. It, no. It's you know any any sort of any sort of trauma that you suffer, you know, that you suffer, and then the after the after effects of that trauma, yeah, um, is what it is what it's dealing with, and just her trying to place blame on something, and that's where we kind of get our feeling that maybe her own curse of Oyashirosama is that yeah that she's like, putting the blame on something else or she's shifting the blame that she thinks that she should have onto something else when yeah. really it's not her I, I it's not her fault nothing like yeah like it's very clear that like and the the dialogue is very clear that she had it's not nothing is her fault she didn't do this it's not her right. fault that their parents uh you know it's not her fault that her parents it's just a real shitty situation um that happens all this, too this often this happens yeah this, like this, this is, happens this is real it's grounded there's no fictional way to make that like mm-hmm. you, you can't sugar that up and you can't which actually really helped me and cuz uh, especially with this particular thing it explained a lot about Rena yeah. and about her feelings about the curse cuz always Rena's curse always sounded different from yeah. Hers, Everybody else's. It sounds so especially potent uh, when she talks right. about it. Whereas it almost sounds like fairy tale when other people talk about it. There's something very deep inside of Rena that it is mm-hmm. just really grabbed the hold of, and it's something. It that always she's seemed not... like a different. Yeah. It always seemed like a different, a different thing altogether, and I think this explains a lot of that. That this yeah. is something that Rena ha- Rena deals with herself and that's why she that's why she acts the way she I mean we, we she says as well this is why I act the way I do yeah she uh, this is why I am happy yeah uh, she wants to be happy like and, and I think that that can be interpreted as she's faking it and, and I don't think that she's necessarily so. she's no. not faking her happiness she is acting that way because she like that is the ideal person she wants to be like it's it's like she wants... She's forcing it, yeah. But she's trying to be the person that she wants to be, yeah. and it's a painful thing to go. It's yeah. an extremely painful thing to go through. I've had friends who dealt with divorce in that sort of way, and even have a family member who's doing the same thing right now. Yeah, um, like, there's there's a <laughs> lot of like Rena makes a lot of sense. Uh, <laughs> like like when you start getting these bits and pieces uh, about her past. Um, we also learned that she began self-harming at this point. Like she cut herself uh, to, because she believed like, this is where the delusion kind of starts coming is that she believed that there were like maggots in her veins and she tried to bleed them out. And mm-hmm. basically after what could be called like a pretty out and out suicide attempt, uh, we're told mm-hmm. that Rena was hospitalized for a while and on psychotropics to keep her delusions under control, and then her father was convinced to move back. They they, they even told her father, "Hey, maybe you should actually move back to Himizawa. Yeah. Maybe they'll give her some sort of mental uh, rest, mental you know, kind of a it, it will help her deal with that." And I definitely recommend don't marry until after she is able to move on her own. Yeah, yeah. No, the thing is, it's like I, it would be easier to say that she's in denial. That's why the happiest girl is always so happy. But I don't really. It doesn't really strike me as straight up denial either. I, mm-hmm. In my mind, she's trying to draw out as much happiness as she can. She knows, you know, 
not that she's lying to herself, but she's trying to be her own cheerleader, maybe. Yeah, she's overdoing like, oh, it. She yeah, it's like it's like when people it, try try hard to be edgy shit lords. Uh, Rena is trying hard to be an, a, a happy lord, <laughs> and it's and, and it really and it really shows. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even she herself says that happiness is limited. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's such a that's a, such a weird way to put that. Yeah, it's kind of a weird way to th- kind of a it's a way to think about and kind of get into Rena's head. Yeah, like of there's definitely what she's seen, yeah, how like, she sees the world. Her experiences have colored her to be the person that she is and to have the thoughts that she's seeing. Like she believes happiness is limited because of what happened in the divorce with her parents. It's like you can only have so much, so you've got to live it as much as you can and not let it fucking go. Mm-hmm. Nerd um, put it in a nice way. He says it's like desperation oh yeah deep and grasp your happiness as opposed to like you know denying that you're happy or what or whatever the case may be right, like right. you know forcing yourself to happen it's like you're just desperately trying to keep yourself into like a status quo which in her case is to be happy otherwise yeah. you know the dominoes are basically going to crumble under mm-hmm. her own guilt and paranoia and everything else that she's got stuck in her head from the divorce yeah and yeah what have you yeah it's it so it's so, so, so like just as just as the previous arc was an interesting character like character study of Xion, we're getting a, a character study of 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 rena from a more grounded point of view uh without like an immediate uh, uh, without the immediate need to kind of like use psychosis to be the like the thing that we're supposed to be oohed and odd about. This time, it's more just like, oh no, like people just have shit that really sucks in their lives, and like maybe like I think what they're doing with Rena is teaching a really good lesson. It's just like just because this character is happy and go lucky all the time, we don't know what's going on beneath the surface. Her closest friends don't know this, don't know mm-hmm. these things about her. Um, and, and that's really like the tragic part is that like, it's a big thing, a thing that keeps coming up is that like, you know, what should you tell the people around you? And like, I think that the kind of things that she's hidden here, like she's hidden them for the reason of just like, I don't want to make anybody unhappy. So let's not talk about the unhappy things. And I think that like, she's suppressing it, but not in a healthy way. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's not, really no way to vent really. She, that, I guess if I can talk about her little hideout in the car, that's sure. what she's doing. She's trying to bury everything. Yeah. There's even some good things about mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like how, um, how she's thinking of her father during this time. She doesn't think that he, she's not all about, Oh, now I don't get a rich mom. She's actually feels bad for him too. Yeah, but the, all that's getting buried because she doesn't want to talk about how she overcame that trauma. She wants to make it seem like it didn't happen. So, yeah, uh, it's not like privacy and boundaries can be good things, but she doesn't have a vent. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely needed one. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of basically her and her dad living together at this point, point. Uh, and this is kind of like where we kind of find out that basically. Um, Rena is kind of her dad's new main squeeze, and oh boy. I'm trying to remember, when did we get the tip of the business card of Rena, or whatever her show name was? I think that was right after the second chapter. I think it's second chapter. So it was okay. right, it was after, 
it was the chapter after the dessert fest, I believe. Okay. Because that's when we learn more. Because, like, the next chapter is when we actually find out what Rina Mamiya is up to. Um, because uh, it's uh, it's quickly uncovered through, like, a, a, she kind of ends up in a chance meeting uh, with Shion and Kasai. Um, she ends up at a dinner table with them. and uh, But first, like, she kind of, like, 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 she needs to go pick up a jacket for her dad or something. And they don't have it ready. So she's like, oh, I'm going to go get coffee at a coffee place. And it ends up being kind of a place that... Maybe not the best parts of humanity end up being. And Renna kind of hears uh, a shakedown happening, basically, is that, like, dudes are coming in, they need to make payment. And guess who happened? they happen to be making payment to? Oh, boy. Tepe Hojo. Tepe Hojo is now another member of the Higurashi cast, and he is there with this girl that we just met and assumed was, you know, on good terms with Renna and her dad. Helping this man extort people for money. Uh, and we find out that uh, Rina has a Hinamazawa husband, as he is referred to. And that they're looking to kind of close the trap on him soon. Um, basically, the deal is, you know, like, Tepe is going to play the role of the angered significant other. Who Rina's dad basically has to pay recompense to because you've been fucking my wife. Uh, how do I keep... Uh, you can pay me to keep my mouth shut is basically the game they're playing here. Uh, mm -hmm. And Rena finds this out. None too pleased. She finds this out through, of course, uh, Kasai and Shion. Um, and, oh boy, not she's not very happy about this, but they're like, what, what are your options here? Like, what, what do you do when you find out, you, when you're a teenage girl and you find out your dad's being taken for a sucker? Uh-oh. Uh she checks for the family finances and determines, yes, that is probably what's happening oh yeah they, oh, they are he... getting siphoned pretty hard oh red is a bright girl she doesn't need to go to college bad joke sorry bad joke bad <laughs> joke but yeah like she finds out that yep her dad's being taken for a chump and she doesn't really know what to do about this and she doesn't really want to be around the house right now so she kind of takes off do her own thing go back to the junkyard that's where we feel at home that's where we feel the best. It's where we feel the most secure. Um, and unfortunately, she's been followed. Yeah. She's been followed to the junkyard by one Rena, And the two end up in a... It, it's a conversation. It starts out really cordial and just kind of like Rena's just kind of gritting her teeth through it. Like, I want you to get the fuck out of here. You just fucking need to leave. I'm going to put my fist in your fucking face. <laughs> Kind of hate your guts. Kind of hate I, your I guts. Kind of want you dead, that I could do it here. You kind of followed the, uh, you kind of followed the junkyard girl into her lair. Yeah, may not be a murder basement, but but we could we could soon we could probably soon declare it one if if enough uh, check boxes are ticked. So the, the the escalation of this conversation is really good because it's it comes it, it comes to it becomes really pointed very quickly and that the two cannot stand each other. Um, and then Rena's just out with it. She's like, "I know what the fuck you do. I know who Tepe Hojo is, and I know what you two are up to." And uh, at this point, well, Rena Mamiya makes what I would uh, consider uh, probably her biggest and most uh, fatal mistake. Uh, she yeah, decides yeah. That she decides she's going to strangle Renna to death here and now. Because guess what? It's a junkyard. Nobody cares about this place. And Renna had already thought of this beforehand. 
Like, this was already in her mind of like, you know, we're out here. Nobody cares about this place. I could probably fuck you up if I wanted. <laughs> All you gotta do is give me a reason to. And Rena has now officially given her a reason to. Uh, so, get getting strangled. Rena makes her move. Get, gets her hand around a piece of glass. And just fucking stabs the shit out of Rena with it. Um, which is a real, real great moment. Hold on, we are offline. Oh, yeah, you got a little distorted there. Yeah, you were, like, roboting pretty hardcore. Okay, let me timestamp this. Yeah, we are offline, it looks like. Shoot. I see the, yeah, the little, uh, I saw really a pinwheel glowworm, whatever you call it, of Twitch. Yeah. A little glowworm trying to chase its tail. It looks like we might be okay now. Uh, my side is it's giving me the the kid's face while he's holding his head in his hair. Okay, hold oh. on. Give me just a moment. We should be live here again in a couple seconds. It should fix it. All right. You have followed the murder child to the you abandoned the... dump site. Okay. Oh, nerd. We back. We back. Okay, we back. All right. Okay, so um, I, I think we left off. Uh, Rena was just being told that she could get a nice allowance, and uh, Rena says she's pregnant, and like, oh, that was the biggest mistake. Small little detail you just wanted to bring up, huh? Oh yeah, my god, the mo- the second she dropped, I'm pregnant, and I'm a good Christian girl, so I can't get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a good Christian girl. <laughs> it's such a good moment. It's like I'm a good I know Christian. people who've made that exact same thing. So. I am a good Christian girl, so I can't get an abortion. And she makes to strangle Rena. Her, not her wisest decision. So this struggle continues a bit, and Rena is able to kind of loose herself. A shard of glass and jams it into the bitch's wrist. Like, mm. Oh, that had to suck. Ooh. That had to suck. This scene in the anime is so good, by the way. Yeah, this is actually really, really, really good. Also, uh, real painful. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so good. And uh, so, so Rena's stumbling back, and Rena's just like, "Yeah, there's, there's no coming back from this." He grabs a metal pipe and just beats her fucking senseless. Just no mercy, just done. Like, we're done here. Uh, and just like that, Rena's got a body count. It does solve the problem, though. It does solve the problem. Hey, happy days are here again, right? It does create a new problem, but, you know, it does solve, <laughs> it does solve, solve the problem. She was just, trying to kill her. It's all yeah. the cake to herself now. Exactly. I think that you can actually justify her killing uh, Rena. Uh, this was self defense. She she got she got attacked first, and it was deadly force. So mm-hmm. I think you can at least call this one. Uh, you can call, but uh, so uh, the situation we have created another situation. However, we've created a new situation. But um, so almost twenty four hours later, about midnight, get a knock on the door. Knock knock knock. Hey, guess what? It's Tepe Hojo. He's looking for somebody. Uh oh. Tepe Hojo is looking for both Rena's dad. 
and Rena, because the, 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 the idea is he's supposed to catch them in bed together. Uh, but Rena's already told her dad something very important. It's like, Dad, you, you don't have to get remarried now. It's fine. And he's like, what? Huh? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get it. So Tepe breaks in, and he's still going along with the scene, and he doesn't know where Rena is. And Rena's like, hey, I know where she's at. I'm going to take you there. You want to come with me? This isn't weird at all. You should come with me if you want to know where Rena's at. She has to follow the follow the cute anime girl. Follow the she cute. will take you. Always follow the cute anime girl. Smartest decision you can make. Follow her to hate, the quiet junkyard. Kind of hate Ryugu, Dad. We both know. Uh, I get the impression that Tepe could have just said, oh, forget it. I'm just going to take all the money in your box and, and you're going to let me do it and you're not going to call the cops. And and he would have just done it. He's like, "What? What? What?" I yeah, guess so. like this could have been this could have been such an easy transaction, but he t- you went with the cute anime girl. So good decisions. Are good decisions for continue being made. So yeah, so he he follows Rena to near her hideouts. Uh, it's too dark. It's late at night. It's midnight, and she's like, "Hold on, I'll go get a light." So, leaves our boy Tepe alone for about a minute. He lights up a lighter, only to notice the cute anime girl is now hovering over him with a hatchet, and she just buries it in his fucking forehead. Just no thoughts about it, no confrontation, just whoop, you're done. Inadvertently, Rena solved like five different problems. Like, like, hey, if you got a problem, yo, she'll solve it. Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. She's good at making more problems, so, but she could solve them. This actually leads me to think about the third arc. Oh, yeah? When uh, Tepe Hojo comes back, mm-hmm. uh, it is because, uh, at the in the anime at least, um, that, that arc starts with a body being found. Yes, it does. It does, doesn't it? And now I think I'm thinking, they hint at it in the novel. Was that, uh, they do hint at it in the novel as well. Yep. Um, was that Rena? Was it? That's a, I'm thinking maybe it was. Now I'm wondering how did that happen? I think it was the rumor that she was uh sh- she was uh dip- dipping from uh, the Sunazakis. She was yeah. supposed to be the manager and she's just uh I think so, yeah. Maybe that, maybe that was the case. Cuz that whole idea the- is that like yeah, like the Sunazakis may not be behind the curse of Oyashirasama, but you still don't want to fuck with them, probably. No, you don't want to. Um Kasai's there. Yep. <laughs> so basically, one. like now we know that you know with, with that, like Rena is the person that Tepe was with. That, yep. that was his. That's, that was his mistress, yeah, basically. That's his mistress in Okinomiya. Yeah. Yeah, in Okinomiya. So, and her death is what leads him back to uh, Hinamizawa. Hinamizawa. So I think that that's sort of like a rule that we can establish that if if Tepe Hojo shows up, it means Rena's been off. Right. But if both are gone, well, that fixes everything. But, if but, both are gone, then but guys, was lost. we got something cool that's happened here, though. So, Watanagashi has not happened yet. Mm-hmm. We have, we have two bodies. That could be a good thing, right? That might change something. Maybe. So something else here happens that I want to save for the end. Because that's going to be a prediction time. But we're given a tip. And during this tip, some very weird things happen from somebody's point of view. 
that we don't expect their their point of view to be. They're getting themselves a nice drinky drink. I kind of got crushed by this tip. And they're having a conversation with somebody. Keep that on. Keep that in your brain for a moment. We're not mm-hmm. gonna talk. We're not gonna talk about that one yet. But that's a tip. It happens. This is about where it happens. So I wanted to go ahead and just mention that that tip happens here. Yep. All right. So after that, we 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 catch up to our intro basically, where um, we we catch up back to the scene. Uh, you know, like they're wanting to check on their friend. She's not doing so great lately. Like so, the gang goes to the junkyard to discover two murdered bodies that Rena was in the process of moving. Oops. Um, oops. So, but but there's a really really good conversation here about like what constitutes being a friend, um, where like Rena just kind of dumpsters fucking everybody uh, about everything that happened the year before. Uh, Rena has a lot of moments like that where she's very good at just burying people with logic, and then she just completely buries the entire fucking village in five minutes. It's like Jesus Christ, girl, you were on a roll here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so More this of a silver is, tongue than Keiichi. She she's got a sharp tongue. She might not have a silver tongue, but it is sharp and it will cut you to pieces. It will poison. It will keep you dazed. <laughs> Whew, you will just be kind of reeling. You will have no choice but to agree with literally everything she says. But it's during this meeting that they all kind of agree that like Look, man, believing in your friends is cool, and we should all do that, and we should all vow to help each other and continue being friends, and, like, we should warn against things like this happening in the future, and, like, and, and uh, there's a, a cute little moment here, as cute as it can be, and as morbid as it is, where everybody agrees to kind of take on a piece of the burden, literally, uh, kind of by, like, helping her dispose of the bodies, because she'd already butchered them and got them into bags, but everybody kind of helped her carry them to where they were going to be buried into the mountains and stuff so carrying the body we're just going to have fun it's it's a it's a nice fun excursion up the mountain right right Satoko's here yep (laughs) Rika's here too I like the uh, I like the uh, the black uh, tracksuit that Rena has in the anime for mm-hmm. this. That, yeah, it, yeah that, she, that's what she's wearing in the anime here. Yeah, they didn't do that. They, she mentions wearing it in the the VN, but they didn't have a sprite for it. But I like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was really cool because obviously you've got to hide the blood uh, that's obviously going to be splattering on you, and that's probably the best way to go about it. So that 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 that's a that's a great little scene there, kind of like reestablishing our friendship. We love everybody. So, and just when we think. Things might be different. I guess what, everybody? It's Watanagashi time. Woo, Who wants to go have... Going to have fun. Going to play games. Going to win all the prizes. Eat all the food. Have some takoyaki. Rest, rest and recharge. You know, just shake off the, the, the past. It's all gone now. It's all here. It's good. We don't even get out of this scene until we snap to another perspective of... Uh, a crime scene being investigated. Hey, Sayara, what 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 crime scene is being investigated? It's a murder! Oh no! <laughs> you telling me that somebody got murdered on the night of Watanagashi, and it may have happened under mysterious circumstances? Yes. So our boy Tomitake. Rest in peace, my brother. He did it again. He did it again. Everybody's... Five times, maybe even six, if you think about it. Yeah, this might be six times in a row our boy 
the most consistent dyer of the world. Everybody give it up for Tomitake. Nobody what dies. Six times in a row might happen a seventh. Might oh, happen yeah. a seventh. Just just so much good stuff happening here. Um, so, Tommy yeah. We're examining the body, and it's just like, well, he's dead. And then we find out later, hey, wait. Dr. Irie, where's your nurse? Where's your nurse? Jetstorm, who's the nurse? Mio Takano. Uh-oh, guess what? Guess what, everybody? No, don't say it. Sayara, I'm sorry. I I have to let you know that Takano Mio has unfortunately passed away in the mountains. Ah! Burned. So, it's at this point... Which is an easy way to, to hide what body it is. Right? Right? I... They tried to give her an outdoor bath, but they forgot the water. It well, was just an accident. You accidentally mixed up the gas canister with water. It happens well, all the time. It's an easy mistake to make. Anyone can make this mistake. So, fun thing starts happening with Rena's narration at this point. It starts becoming a light shade of red instead of pink. Yeah. And this, like, is, hmm. this is a really fun gimmick that they use the rest of the chapter to give us the 411 on uh, Rena's mental state from this point forward and it just gradually keeps getting this darker bloodier red Uh, it's so unsettling reading the text when it got to like maximum red yeah yeah it's really unsettling it's it's a little hard on the eyes but i feel that that's the intention can't get more red yeah when you think it can't possibly get more red and here we are (laughs) so what we come to find out is, guess what? Our girl Rena actually met somebody at the library one day. Yeah, you want? Does anybody want to take a guess? Ooh, <laughs> ooh, me, 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 ooh. me, 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 me. Can I guess? Just, just, go, go, please. It was Mia Takano. Damn, you nailed it. Get, okay, God damn, I'm good. You were so good. Yeah, Takano Mio. <laughs> she had met Takano at the library, and they 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 discussed at length. Takano's research into the village, her her various thoughts on how all of those things tied to the curse of Oyashiro-sama. And we get even more of, like, Rina's own traumatic past here. This is where the stuff really starts coming out about how, mm-hmm. like, she's cut herself to, like, get rid of maggots in the past. And, like, how, like, when she moved back to Hinamazawa, she stopped feeling it. And she's okay now. Um, the anime... The anime makes the choice to animate the maggots. Oh, it's uh, so gross! The bleeding happens. It's, it's it is gross. Oh, so much. Oh, it's so bad. It just it. it I, when I complained about this on Twitter, it was about those scenes where it's like, you know, I'm good with you saying the thing that's happening, but you really have to show the freaking maggots coming out of it, <laughs> like real. I wish it was more show and not tell. <laughs> I wish it was more show not tell. You know, there's that show not tell storyline, but this is the point where you just want to be told. Yeah, so you can yeah, tell you me. Tell. You can tell, tell me about me. the maggots. It's fine. Yeah, I can live with hearing the word maggots coming out of my out of my veins. So I don't want to see it. Of course, it'd be worms. <laughs> In the chat. Was the worms? Oh my god! So so. I, yeah. So at this meeting, like, Takano very clearly 
has intrigued one Rena Ryugu with, with her muses and talent, and she leaves her with a few notebooks so, so that she can study and and, full, and just get her mind full of all the good stuff uh, that, that, that happens in Hinamizawa and, and what all that means. Um, and, and, then these, and these notebooks are just full of, like, oh, you know, like, look, like you get to the end of it, these notebooks are just full of bullshit. Uh, it turns out that, like, everything she's written down, it's like, everybody, like, like Oishi and the Sonazakis both kind of come to the conclusion, and it's just like, they're just like fucking B-movie scripts or shit. It's just dumb bullshit conspiracy theories that makes it aliens? Like, I wonder no, about here's aliens. The, aliens? Here's the scrapbook Parasites? about Bigfoot. Here's the scrapbook where it's, it's the Bermuda Triangle. Uh... The, 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 the monster that lives in the swamp. I forget what the name was. Oh yeah, obviously um, Orishira-sama. It's a, that's the monster in the swamp. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing a banjo like Kermit. It's funny because now we think about the moments when those scrapbooks have come up again, way back before. Uh, like, say, for example, in Arc Five, when right Xion had the scrapbooks. What was she reading? Oh God, I would love to know what what I, I'd love to know what scrapbook she got. Oh man. Maybe she got like a more tame one because all they mentioned was about. I, I, I think she. I think Shion even said that some of the scrapbook was actually kind of not. Yeah, I don't good. think Shion <laughs> really bought into the scrapbook stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, well, why do we buy into what uh, Takano Mio says? Is it her? Is it that kind of innocent, faraway look in her eyes? Is it her helpful uh, demeanor? <laughs> why do we believe her? She's always so helpful to let us know the the, the four one one about what's going on in Hinamizawa. I I she like I think edges on murder. Oh now come on, I think she, that's pushing it a little bit. She's right about mm. one thing though. She did know that yeah the the storehouse was full of uh, full of interesting tools. Yeah. She got that right. See, but, you know, she's I, just a was... researcher. She's just researching. It's fine. So it it turns out though. That that these these scrapbooks are the kind of these are the kind of stuff that can absolutely wreak havoc on an already traumatized girl's brain, um, and these things are going to basically be the cause of everything that occurs from here on out. There is not a single scene in which these scrapbooks aren't mentioned in their contents until the game mm-hmm. is over. <laughs> these things are Rena's religion now. Like she, she calls up. Kate, she tells him about the parasites. <laughs> yep, and he bites. He bites because, like, this is fascinating. It, yeah. it, it's a consp- it, She's a conspiracy. Uh, Takano's a conspiracy. She's written so many conspiracy nut stories. <laughs> I mean, I've got opinions that has now influenced. Uh, that has now influenced this young girl who is not there herself. Like Takano said, I think you'll be the one to understand this. Oh man, <laughs> and that. That was my that is my new clue in on this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, she gets Keiichi to bite on this stuff, and Keiichi's just like, yeah. It's not fair to to say that Keiichi just like you know blindfully bit into it because he was talking to his friends before. It's like we should really you know what should I do to help Rena? Because that's you know, a good point. You can't like, blame oh, the boy for yeah, but he exhibits good decision-making skills in that it's like, okay, there is this piece of information that I've been given that it's just like, okay, I believe my friend, 
But I can easily confirm this information if I just go talk to this other person that I've said and vowed to give my trust to. So he has a talk with me on and she's just like, dog, what the fuck? What? Parasites? <laughs> what are you talking about, my dude? Um, and she quickly allays his fears and he's like, okay, we just got to pull her back down into reality then. Okay, I see what's going on here. In the meantime, though... Brenna's also got somebody else to bite. She got a wishy to bite. Mm. She got a wishy to bite on the fucking parasite story. Deserves so much. My man. I love the fact. I love like that they get across both him and Renna both being desperate in this chapter because they're desperate (laughs) for different reasons. Like Renna is obviously desperate because she's not all there right now and this stuff is affecting her in a bad way but like Oishi is is like he is desperate to finally put a bow on this damn thing that's like fucked up his last five years on the job and he just wants an answer at this point and Um, every arc before this has stated that Oishi is desperate to find some kind of answer like he asks okay what is in that storehouse was it a secret drug factory please (laughs) tell me something anything you gotta give me something I can work with here I can cop my way into it you just gotta give me a reason I need you to go into this house and I need you to scream really loud so I can come in there (laughs) yeah please invite me my abara son Oh my god. And Maya Barra, you can help me out here with this. <laughs> so yeah, I love the fact that they both like both of them have bought into this and like it's for entirely different reasons. And we see kind of that childish side of Oishi just kind of like like I wanna believe this so bad, but I know it's probably so fucking stupid. And it's especially mm-hmm. prevalent when like they have that meeting with the Sonazakis to look at the contents of all the notebooks. And he looks at them, and literally everybody in the room is laughing at him. And he's just like, "Whoop! I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm just I, gonna I need let... a smoke. I need a smoke. I'm just gonna let my boy Kumagai take care of this bullshit." The anime, even too, like with uh, Rena and Oishi, Oishi's meetings, mm-hmm. uh, plays this exactly the same way as that first arc does, with like very similar beats. Yeah. And everything too, and I think it's uh, it is exactly what's happening to Rena, is what was happening to Keiichi in that arc, and we we get into that later on here. Yeah, yeah. But uh, what what's happening to Rena was what's happening to Keiichi in a way. It's the same sort of things that were happening, not exactly the same context, you know, not not the same context exactly. Something's different happening with Rena, uh, just what's happening around yeah. her. But uh, it is the same sort of feeling of not trusting the people around you. Yeah. And being that sort of fed to you. Um maybe inadvertently. Yeah. Like like in Oishi's case, because Oishi is not being I don't like, think I don't think Oishi is a malicious person. No. He he's not being malicious here, but he is un, he is inadvertently feeding that paranoia into yeah. Rena at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I think they called him an, a harbinger of Oyashiro-sama at one point, just because, mm. like, he puts these ideas in people's heads sometimes, and maybe that's not the best choice, best course of action. He, but he's de- he's also desperate. Yes, he's he is completely desperate. He's like he has a link here. The people that have been involved with this are all around the same place. Maybe if I can get somebody to help me, yeah, <laughs> determine what's going on. 
So, so some big shit is about to happen now uh, in terms of blowing the ass out of what's going on in this story. Um, the next night is very important because uh, Brenna starts to, 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 to kind of come under the suspicion that the police are onto her. And it's just like, okay, fuck it. We got to run. Everybody's literally sold me out. Uh, like the Sonazakis dug up the bodies uh, because they're trying to use those to blackmail me to get the scrapbooks back. And like now they're out looking for me. And the thing is, the Sonazakis are actually out looking for Rena. But they're doing so because they're trying to bring her into custody safely because they know that she's probably in trouble. And it's Mion's friend. That's all they're trying to do. They're trying to help. Uh, kind of impressive. Like four different Wait. misunderstandings all clashing with each other. Yeah, like this is such a great moment of like, like the Sonazakis are out looking for her. The police are looking for her because her dad reported her missing. It's like, oh, dude. And then like all she gets is that everybody's looking for me. Oh, fuck. Oh. I'm in trouble. <laughs> How messed up is it that the Sonazakis and the police are actually working together? They actually right, yeah. came to an agreement they, on something. This is, I think that's a big moment as well. Like, it, I think that that's something that, like, it's not, it's not something we've seen happen. And something, like, and things about this arc have definitely felt very different. Mm -hmm. uh, this also being one of them. But two big things happen on this night. The first one is probably one of the bigger shocks that comes because this is something that really kind of gets across and hints at very clearly the very nature of Higurashi on the whole. Uh, our girl Rika shows up at the junkyard at Rena's hideout. Uh, and she's not much for words. She's just like, look, I got a medicine that'll help you. Here's a syringe. You could take it or leave it. I don't care. I'm done with this Hina Mizawa. And that's it. She's not going to force her to take it, but this is another instance that Rika has appeared before somebody with a syringe. What are we making of this? What did we make of this entire Rika visit? Because y'all should have a good idea of what's going on now just from this moment. So, I do you want me to go first? Uh, anybody that wants to, jump on in. Okay. I got ideas, but you can go first. Alright, so first off, so it's true. Rika has been living the same thing, hasn't she? Over and over again. You get that impression from her uh, from her uh, dialogue. I am done with this Hinamazawa. There are multiple timelines happening, and mm -hmm. she is trying to find the one where she lives. Mm-hmm. And because she's she knows her death is a thing, but again, there was that initial cry for help in the fourth, you know, back in the fourth one, where yep. she wanted to live. Yep. And whoever this is, actually, um, Rika, or if this is the if this is the reincarnation of Orishiro-sama, um, they want to live, and however, they they deem this timeline to be. Unobtain that goal to be like unattainable. This one's done. Like we've like Ren there might have been far yeah. Like this there might have been things here that made this work, but it's done at this point. Rena, this could you because it's not just it's not just that that she wants. She wants everyone to live at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It's not just it's not just Rika surviving. It's everybody surviving. It's everybody surviving here. There's a tip early and, on uh, in this chapter that talks about rolling dice and, and trying to roll all sixes. And that's exactly mm -hmm. kind of like what I think we're getting here. Yeah. This is, this is her 
uh, trying to solve it here, but at this point, it, it's probably too far. It's probably too far gone. So the syringe. Now she says that it would help her, um, and this is the same way. That is this what Rika was doing with Shion? Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever. Whatever's affecting she. Whatever's affecting Shion is the same thing that's affecting Rena now. Her her idea of fixing the problem is basically just killing them. Like she was gonna kill Shion because Shion has gone too far on a bitter end, so she's like, "Well, this 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 timeline's fucked. So let me just kill the problem right here and now." Oh, so, okay, Same so you think now. the syringe? You think the syringe is actually um, like a death drug? You think yes. that like she's she's like, "Yo, I'm gonna, I'm either gonna do it or you can do it one way or the other." What if it isn't a death drug? Though? What if it is a death drug in a certain situ- if if the situation is not the if the person uh, not affected by this. If they take this drug, they will die. But if they are affected by it, they will live. So, um, so you think it's a sort of it's a sort of a balancing thing. If, um, kind of like, well, the, compared it to insulin, kind of like you know, if if you're not diabetic, you give a massive dose of insulin, yeah. you, your blood sugar is shot, and you'll you'll pass out because you don't right. have any sugar. But if you if you do need it in right dose, it'll bring you back to normal. Yeah, right. Whatever this is now, I I don't believe it's a par. It, I, I this arc makes it pretty clear it's not a parasite affecting mm-hmm. no. Inamiz- not, no, That's it's, the- it's diabetes. I think we're getting a lot more truth in this arc than we're led to believe. But I do not believe in alien parasites. <laughs> that doesn't jive with the rest of the right. story. It's out of left field, right, right? Unless it does. I mean, uh, no, okay, okay, maybe not. I, I I'm still sticking to the guns that this is the same syringe that that was used in the beginning, like mm-hmm. in the first arc. Mm-hmm. It's the same syringe that causes uh, Tomataki to uh, give himself uh, neck shape. <laughs> but but uh, do we? I agree with that. I I, I I do think this is also that same syringe. Okay, yeah, so you think that, that you think that it's is... being used under malicious intent at some points, and at some points it's being offered as a genuine cure. Yes. Okay. As a cure, as in like ending your 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 insanity, maybe, but it's still kind of murder. Okay. You think it's still murder? You think it's murder no matter what? Like you think that it'll actually kill no matter what? Then yes. Okay. Okay. We we yeah you know, we haven't seen this thing work outside of that though, so that, that is true. Outside of these parameters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Speaking of what we haven't seen, if I can cut in. Sure. Sure. We never saw Tomotaki get injected, did we? We've never yeah. seen him get killed. It's only us assuming that. Yeah, because a a syringe is injected in Keiji in the first arc. He goes crazy, beats up his friends, and then finds himself dead because he clawed his throat out. Right. But do do you believe that 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 was what actually happened, or he reimagines it differently? In terms terms of what we know from arc one, like Mm -hmm. if we're just starting baby's first steps arc one, we know that a syringe was injected into Keiji, he clawed out his throat, he killed his friends. Okay. Arc 5, uh, you know, uh, Rika gets this, gets hit with a syringe, mm-hmm. basically goes into a rage, scratches out her throat, and kills herself. Mm-hmm. Every single arc where, where Tomitaki is dead, it's because he's clawed out his throat. Mm-hmm. It, it's basically like saying, if A is syringe, B is going to always equal clawed out throat. Okay. There's so only one thing. 
there's only one thing I have to, to point out about that in a bit. Something that you I don't know if you don't remember that we saw or uh, if you don't believe. But we'll cover that in a moment. Okay. okay. So do we have any other thoughts on Rika with the syringe? I, I think what it is, mm-hmm. um, this may be jumping ahead here, um, but what I think it is, I think it gives people... Um, Kind of Hiramazawa-itis. I think there is a disease. <laughs> I love it. Hiramazawa-itis. I love it. I, I don't know what else to call it. No, we're calling it that from now on. That is the official <laughs> term. We're calling it Hiramazawa-itis. I like this theory. The Hiramazawa-itis theory. Hiramazawa-itis. It's hard for me to believe that uh, Takano actually stumbled onto something correct, but it's the only theory that makes sense. Why people can't leave the village. Mm-hmm. Why people can't come into the village. Why Oyushiro-sama would do this kind of curse? I think there is a disease, and uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe I do kind of agree with um, Jetstorm here. Maybe I kind of agree with Sayara. That could be a, either a vaccine, or it could be uh, just just something to straight up infect people. Because how would a little girl get that? Well, she doesn't need a drug factory if it's just some. From the environment. Huh. Ooh, mm-hmm. y- y'all got my y'all got my brain bouncing and tingling now. I love it. I love hearing this kind of speculation. This shit makes me happy. So, so <laughs> anybody- I know as well. Th- there is still one factor that we don't quite know. Is you know how is she? How is Rika able to? If, if she does have an accomplice, I have a feeling that accomplice might be Irie. Mm-hmm. Oh, the kind doctor. The kind, well, in more of a sense that he is kind on mm-hmm. that, that maybe he and the and Arika have a uh, deal going on here. Um, have, have a have a deal going on here with it. I, I don't know exactly. I'm kind of going left field out of this one, but okay, okay. Do wonder how she is getting that equipment. Um, well, I mean, a needle would definitely imply hospital of some sort, so. hospital of some kind, and we do know one person who works at a hospital. Right. Of course, it's also the other person that's Mio Takano. But but she's dead. I have. Is she? That's what the fucking game keeps telling I, me. So that's I, what I'm going to believe. <laughs> I would like to see that though. Um, I I, I want to answer yes or no. Is is Oishi just feeding the paranoia fuel when he says that she uh, that she was murdered uh, too soon for her to be at the Watanagashi Festival, or oh, is that? Uh, he fucked up by calling it zombie. By calling her a zombie. He fucked uh, up in uh, the worst choice. Uh, like, I think that there's a discrepancy there, but I think the way that he presented it to Rena was the worst possible way to do it for somebody literally going through a, a big mental crisis. Yeah. She just thinks just everyone's running around just just clones. There's like four like, Shions and there's like nine KGs. Five KGs. She's like, she heard them mention, like, when she went to run away, the Sonazaki family, trying to throw off the police from finding her first, they said, plant the rumor that Rena was seen in Gogura. So, mm-hmm. so when, when, the, when the Sonazakis are looking for her, Rena overhears them say, yeah, I heard she was in Gogura. And she thinks, oh, they've already got a replacement me in Gogura. So, like, uh, Rena's already kind of losing it here. <laughs> The pod people, the pod people have replaced pod- me. <laughs> no, no, not the snatchers. <laughs> no. So, the the syringe is the, the big snatchers. thing. 
The syringe is the big thing. We get a big Higurashi clue out of Rena's or out of Rika's appearance at this point. Like it's a, a big moment. But that's not the only thing that happens tonight. Our boy Keiichi visits too. And he's like, Hey, I'm your good friend, Keiichi Maibara. Came to give you a big old hug, got you some food. We can go back to my house. We can have fun. It'll be great. And this is such a callback. Oh boy, is it? This is such a callback. This this whole scene in and of itself is one of the most powerful scenes in the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this scene is done well in the visual novel, but I will never forget the impression that the the the, the scene this scene in the anime uh, gave me where it was a scene that I literally felt like I was being called out uh, for something. I felt guilty. Uh, we learn about Keiichi's past. Um, it turns out that Oishi kind of been tattling on the boy to Rena, and uh, that's only made things even worse. Uh, we find out that uh, Keiichi, uh, uh, before he moved to Hinamazawa, he lived a, a life of just constantly studying and being praised for being a good, smart boy. Um, and he kind of just grew bored of that because people stopped praising him after a while. It's just like, okay, this is just what you do. You're just good at academics. So for whatever reason... The smart idea the boy gets to kind of bring his life some fulfillment. Good decisions. Oh boy, we make good decisions. He decides to get a BB gun and start shooting children who are on their way home from school. And the way that this is presented is, oh boy, Rena really lays it in. Like she makes the viewer think that this is going to be something even worse or even grotier because her first line about it is so you only attack little girls huh it was like oh 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 boy oh like i immediately just felt my skin crawling and thinking oh god no 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 no! please don't please don't be this please don't be this (laughs) and this is still bad uh because he put a girl's eye out thankfully she recovered but that's the but like he eventually turned himself in out of guilt for having done that uh and it all got covered up because he was a minor and the child that he shot was a minor. Uh, and that's how it works in Japan is those names are never released. Right. Uh, so he got to move and get a clean start uh, in Hinamizawa. And that's why he's kind of like trying to approach life different here. It's a start over. It's why he's really embraced and come to love Hinamizawa and his friends as much as he has. And Rena just uses this to fucking bury the boy. Like, he's very clearly sorry for what he's done. And it's a very difficult situation of just, like, what do you tell your friends when it comes to things like this? Like, when something's so deep in the past and you're trying to move on and you clearly learned what you, you know, your lesson. And I have to think that this does take on a different meaning, especially now when we live in kind of the age of Me Too and things going on. Like, when is it okay to be like, okay, like, you don't have to tell me this about yourself. Like, I would want to know if one of my friends murdered somebody or something, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or something like that. And it's just like, but, but basically it's just like, this is the, this is the thing Rena uses to be like, I-, I can't trust you either. Like, you're just like everybody else. In fact, you're worse. You were literally hiding this from other children. I better go tell Satoko and Rika about you. It's like, oh, it's so just terrible. How do we feel about Keiichi after this? Because like, I have to think that at some point, like, you realize that this is a story where characters have some fundamental things wrong with them, or they're missing something, or, or, or they've done something, and maybe they deserve that second chance again. And I think that we get a lot of that 
from this story. Did you think that the shoe was ever going to drop on Keiichi finally? Or did you think that he was kind of just going to be good boy anime protagonist? I was going to be a good boy anime protagonist. Like, he, he basically suffers in every arc let him just suffer <laughs> in the arc he doesn't need to you know have like a ridiculously dark backstory to go with it yeah keiichi always had some sort of air about him that was there is something that he is hiding or at least some kind of darkness to him which why he falls specifically into these other uh, in the other arcs he falls into this uh into those mad specific madnesses mm-hmm where he, you know, where either he, uh, you know, he does not trust his friends and eventually murders two people in one arc and then murders another person in another arc, uh, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are there are moments where we do see that Keiichi's not entirely... He, he, he's definitely hiding something. He's running from something. He feels scared mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Like, I don't think that he's mal- maliciously trying to put anything behind him. Like, I think it's very clear... Right now, he he is yeah. very he feels very guilty for what he did, and he's he's very grateful to be given this opportunity to start again, um, and and I think that's why like it's it, the happiness that he can have here feels so fragile is because he's so fresh off of this terrible thing that he's done and he's trying to fix. Um, you know what? Now that I think about it, this does kind of make sense. Uh, yeah, that's why he he kind of seems stunned that he's made friends so quickly is because he's not used to this. Yeah. He's kind of filling in a niche. Like all his, all these girls, they lost someone like him. Um, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be a male figure, but he and Satoshi were kind of similar. Oh yeah. And he kind of steps up. He's, he kind of fulfills the, the niche in the group that was missing. And and I guess that was that kind of hints that he's kind of unsure about all of this. And I thought, oh, it's just because he's in insecure teenager. But no, maybe that is hinting that uh, he can hardly believe people might actually be nice to you just because they want to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, also with the Sarah, I, I didn't learn my own lesson. Mm-hmm. Last spoiler cast, it was all nothing is how it seems. Nothing is how it seems. And I was just as shocked as anybody might have been. Learning this about Keiichi, I did not think he was that kind of person. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, is it like? Yeah. I guess it's just, he's just not used to having real connections with people. Yeah, like, and it's something that's just very new. Um, and like, as the reader, you kind of like it starts to make sense that as we are growing to know these characters, so too is Keiichi. Um, I think, and it feels really natural when you finally kind of get that lens for it. Uh, and I think that that's a really cool uh, mm-hmm. way to kind of drop, like, to finally drop the reveal on Keiichi. Because uh, I had always kind of felt that, like, oh, this boy's got some dirt. Oh, boy, I'm glad it wasn't the dirt that they were leading with, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. what I thought at first, too. I was like, uh-oh. That would have made me, like, uh, you know, like, I need to take, like, I need to take brain scrubber and just forget about this it's too disgusting and too yeah. real yeah. It, yeah it comes up here especially it, 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 the the backstory coming here is specific because that's the whole theme of this art that's what this arc is it's atonement yeah it's yeah. trying to determine what you what one person should atone for what actions they should atone for how they should atone for them uh what sh- what they should tell their friends verse and also whether that atonement should be something internal or external. Yeah, yeah. 
And that's this this one in particular, you know, in Keiji the next day, he does tell Mion, Satoko, and Rika this story. Yeah. Um, and just what Rika, you know, what Rika tells him, I can't forgive you. Yeah. But you can forgive yourself. But that's something you can forgive yourself. Yeah, you can forgive and, yourself and move past it, but it's not our place. And, and Mion's also like, you know, friends don't have to tell every, you know, say everything to each other. Um, there are things you can tell us if you think that we should know and if, if we're ready for it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think you, I, they don't think of them him differently. Yeah, like it's a surprisingly, uh, it's a surprisingly mature uh, and nuanced look at friendship through the eyes of uh, these teenagers uh, and, and, and preteens with, with Toko mm -hmm. and Rika. Um, and it's a really nice moment. Um, where, you, where... you mentioned as well, too, about how some of the theming here could be misread. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in you know, when we you know doing the visual, you know doing the stream itself, mm -hmm. uh, how some of the theming could be misread here on uh, what you know, like you know we can you know especially in this kind of you know in this time frame too, uh, but I think a lot of it also comes from how old these characters are versus how yeah. old people like us are, yeah, like, and how old you know like people in doing things are, yeah, absolutely uh, with it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. This can be misread, I think, but I think it's more in the service of the story. Yeah, I think that um, like, it's supposed where this goes. to be. Yeah, yeah. So the next day at school, you, we mentioned the first part, and the next time, the next part is another big, 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 big moment where it's just like, if you don't know what's going on in Higurashi, you do now. Uh, Keiichi, because he he stumbles onto a very big, big, big revelation. It's one that was actually hinted at earlier in this chapter, but they didn't actually dwell on it. So there was a mm -hmm. moment earlier in this chapter where, like, Keiichi had mentioned something like, yeah, I can probably imagine a world where, like, if one of y'all were in trouble, I'd probably kill for you. I know, right? <laughs> and they don't dwell on that, and I was sitting there with the biggest shit-eating grin on my face, knowing what was coming. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was coming at all, but I was like, I, I caught that line. I was like, wait, yeah. wait a minute. That was a, that was a callback to Satoko. It's a very, and then the scene very, happened. it's very blatant. Uh, but this is where they pretty much lay it out on the table. He reveals that he has somehow seen the events of Onikakushi where he went mad in, uh, in the same way that Rena has. And, and, and he understands now how she was backed into a corner full of paranoia because like, and 100% sure that she couldn't trust anyone. Uh, and he's the only one that can vividly kind of understand what's going on here for some reason. And he kind mm -hmm. of just starts breaking down. And, like, we start unraveling the events of Onikakushi. If you didn't know that this was the answer arc for Onikakushi, this, is the, moment, you know. this is the moment where four big things get laid out. Uh, the, the, first, the first, there was never a needle in the Ohagi. <laughs> It was just hot sauce. That's why they never found a needle. And they show, they go back and they, they show that scene happening. They show like them making the Ohagi and like the, then Mion's be like, ah, wouldn't it be funny if we just fucking pranked him? Gonna miss school. You gotta have a little fun, right? Um, the second thing, and this is the one I wanted to bring Sayara's attention to, is there was not a syringe. Uh, the, Rena and Mion did not have a syringe when they were pinning Keiichi to the ground. Uh, in his room. They actually mentioned this in very vivid detail. They, it was a marker. She had a felt tip marker and they just wrote uh, a message on his shirt hoping that he would get better. 
kind of, yeah, they kind of give him the tomataki treatment. Yeah, that's all it was because it was just oh, it was just calling back innocent. that moment. It was calling back that moment because mm-hmm. they did it to Tomitake, and he was like, "Ah, I'm gonna do it to you now," and like he misinterpreted it as a needle. I really wish I had said something. I, I don't mean to speak over, but I, uh, last spoiler cast, I was like, I think they were almost protecting him, even though they're laughing in his face and roughhousing. I was like. I don't think they're trying to be bad. Well, we have to, to look at it again. Like this, this is the third point. A lot of the things Rena and Mion were saying and doing to him and Onikakushi never had malicious intent. If you go and like read the words that they're saying to him, or mm-hmm. it, without the context of the voice acting being there, making it sound all crazy, if you just look at the words they're saying, they're not saying anything mean or ma- with malicious intent at all. Like his mind is distorting the tone. Mm-hmm. I'd hate for you not to come to class tomorrow, Keiichi. Exactly. And his mind is just... It, yeah, Versus... Yeah. Yeah, I, I'd, hate to see, I'd hate to see you not come to class tomorrow. Yeah, like, I'd hate to see that. That would suck. I mean, like maybe it, Reyna wasn't stalking him. Maybe Reyna just bumped into his mom on the way... Exactly. ...on the store. They actually have a moment here, like, like it's. I think it's, it's in the previous chapter, or it's in this one, where we actually learn that, like, Reyna and... Keiichi's mom just goes shopping a lot. Like, it's just normal. So she would know what Keiichi's mom buys at the store. Like, she straight up mentions that they go to the store shopping sometimes, and they just shop together. So she would she would have reason to know why he would have... Why, why they would have what they had in the house, so... It also explains that, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry yeah. thing, because... She really didn't know. Because, like, if they wanted to hurt him, they could have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, her apologizing is just, like, literally being sorry because she thinks she did something wrong when all she was really doing was just trying to bring him dinner. And she got her fucking hand almost broken for it. (laughs) Uh, And, of course, the moment that fucking made me bawl like a child. Uh, We get a description of Rena's final moments in Onikakushi. Um, Oh, no. Fuck, man! Oh, I remember, like, Rhett, 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 like, he was watching uh, uh, the VOD of it, and he was just like, I don't know how you held it together. It's like, I really wasn't. I was just (laughs) like, that's literally me sitting there, like, I had tears rolling down my eyes reading that whole thing. It's just like, I've just gotten better at trying to not have the the Tatari Garoshi kind of moments where you break down on stream, and it's like, okay, i got to stop for a minute. Uh, but Rena's final moments where, like, it's the most, the most inspiring thing for him where she literally just believed him till the end while he was there with a baseball bat right over her head, actively beating her senseless. All she could do was reach out for him and keep begging him to believe in her. Uh, and it was just, ugh. God. And, and it's just, like, his realization that, like, no matter what, I owe that to her now. Like, I have to be that. Because she's like, there's nobody that's been more powerful. Like, there's no that there's no more sign of a, of strength than just being like, fine, I'll take it on the head if this will help. Whew. that's a rough scene. Rough. So, and 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 uh, it's uh, another cute moment here. Like Rika, one hundred percent understands what's going on, and she's commenting that like. Nobody else can understand what's going on, and like she can't be the one to forgive him for the stuff prior to Hina, prior to Hinamizawa, but like she can forgive him for this, uh, and I think that that's a really cute moment. Um, 
uh, again, kind of, kind of coming back to atonement. Like he's try, he wants to now atone for something he did in a past life that only he and Rika, for some reason, understand now. Mm-hmm. Like, and and he's vowed to take Rena's role from Monica Kakushi and believing her in her till the very end in his very own cagey like way, I suppose. Um, and um, that night, uh, he actually gets a visit from Rena once more. Uh, she's kind of over it. Like she's over the 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 the, the pre Hinamizawa stuff he did. She's willing to reach out. And... Look, I, yeah. I did kill some people. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, you know, oh, look, I did sorry. a I did a bad. I did a bad. Okay, like I killed people. You almost put someone's eye out. Maybe I'm. Maybe I shouldn't be the one throwing stones here. You can trust me, right? I I have a ba- I have a plan. <laughs> I got a big plan. Rena has a big plan. Did we have any? Like, what were some predictions for the big plan? Uh who? It's like I... <laughs> just kind of blank, huh? I mean, I I originally thought. Like that was like the climax of the story, right? Like just like there's no way things could have gotten <laughs> any worse oh, than you how it's gotten right now, right? You so it was just like, okay, we're just going to have like some kind of made up story for Reina can like pretend that she's fixed the problem and then they're gonna get her to help because you know everybody already knows where she is, and they're all gonna come and they're gonna take her, get her recovered or what have you like that and then it would have been a happy ending you know because you know right. they wanted to get a lawyer for her they wanted to just like throw all the stuff that she'd done out the window none of it ever happened and everything like that so we're like yeah we'll let her go through her fantasy when she's satisfied with herself then we will take her and we will treat her and then everything will go back to normal and it would have been it. a nice happy ending <laughs> you sweet summer child Look, it, it would have been nice. It would have been nice. There are no unhappy endings in Hid. 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 God, I can't speak. Hinamagara. I keep wanting to say Hinamari, and I'm like, no, it's the wrong series. Hinamazawa Itis. Hinamazawa Itis. I think I'm going to just scratch my neck for a little bit. All right, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Just get the little itchies out. It'll be good. It'll be good. Um,. Uh, any other thoughts that anybody had coming into Rena's final plan? Well, it's obviously going to be fighting aliens, so, right? You know where? Uh, which which one am I thinking of right now? Which which one goes straight up to aliens? Um, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like okay, Bubsy, you're gonna fight the Woolies. Yeah, <laughs> and Bubsy, the okay. Woolies. <laughs> They're coming for the yarn. You know, I'm still angry about aliens, by the way. You are? When we made that joke the night before about fucking, I'm not saying it's aliens, and then literally an hour and a half later, oh, by the way, it's aliens. I was so mad. It's funny, though. Oh, it was hilarious. You have to understand it. Like, those kinds of reactions are the ones I live for because I already know, so I'm sitting there fucking dying knowing that it's coming uh, alright I'm not saying it's aliens I'm not old dopey eyes is not saying it's aliens oh god <laughs> no, Takano I want to throw you into a box 
Can we light it on fire too? Can, why, let's, we might let's as well. Let's be canon. Let's be canon. Let's with keep it. it canon. Okay. So Rena's got a final plan, and it turns out it's a pretty big one. Um, so I'm, I'm going to speed through the school siege a little bit. Yeah, she takes over the fucking school. <laughs> a, a lot of it, 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 it's in the tension and the way, like, this is a four hour chapter. Uh, and hey. we, <laughs> so a lot of it is told through like these moment to moment agonizing minutes between every little thing happening. And we cannot effectively give you that just by discussing it. But just rest assured, Rena takes over the school. She gets the teacher to leave because she's like, yo, um, I'm somewhere. Come talk to me on the phone. So the teacher leaves. Then Mion is like, I got a better idea. I'm going to go tell the bodyguards that are here protecting us and looking for Rena to go follow that car. <laughs> so everybody that was in a position to keep this from happening, Rena just galaxy brained them out of existence. I, I I knew it was coming. I love one. She left. It was like I know it's coming. I know it's coming. She oh, busted. No. She takes the school hostage with her hatchet. She gets. She makes Keiichi tie everybody up with jump ropes and is like, if anybody can fucking move, I'ma kill them. And you don't really want to argue with the girl that has... I'm going to add a number, and then they get killed too. Yeah, she's just like... So, like, everybody's life is dependent on somebody else. And it's like, what the fuck? We did not know Reyna was just this criminal mastermind. Why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she be? We kind of knew she's a detective, so why she would make a really damn good criminal too. That's how she usually goes. The smartest um, minds. The right. galaxy brains. So there's a big back and forth that they're having with the police now. They're on the scene. She's trying to negotiate to get the police to go raid the Sonazaki lab for the alien parasites. <sighs> and Oishi's like, I'll do it! You, j- I'll go get him! Just tell me where to go! And he's trying, because he knows he done fucked. He's trying to just get her to stop. <laughs> and it's not working. Like, this girl's in it for the... She's bought in. She, she's ready. She's also, hey, guess what? I, I've got a bomb. And it's like, oh, good. <laughs> how big of a bomb do you have? It's pretty fucking big. They spend a long time making sure you know how big the bomb she has is. <laughs> big bomb. It's a big bomb. And it's a genius bomb. It's a real... Ugh. Like, it's so deviously put together. Uh, so now that we know that, like, there's a bomb and there's a timer, Oishi's like, because Oishi, at, at a certain point, Keiichi was allowed to leave the school to give the police the scrapbooks because Rana thought that's what they needed to raid the labs. So Keiichi went out and Oishi gave him a wire. And he can hear and he can transmit. So at this point, Oishi's like, yo, dude, you gotta go find that fucking bomb. <laughs> there's like 10 minutes to go. Uh, so, so Oishi's trying to distract Rena on the phone, and Keiichi needs to go look for the bomb. And he ends up finding the not bomb. The not bomb. <laughs> if he finds the not bomb, it is, it is a decoy that Rena has cleverly set. She had another, fa- she had another kitchen timer for a fake bomb location. That's not where the bomb was. <laughs> Such a fucking genius. Like, God damn. Like, it's so good the way she set this up. 
All those game clubs, you were really just training her. Meon. <laughs> oh my god. When that happened, I was just like, oh no. <laughs> I was expecting it to just go completely at downhill at that point. Like, like I had given up on there being any kind of happy ending at that point. Just it's like, like oh, this school's dead. fucking going. This school's going up. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So Keiichi finds the fake bomb, and Rena finds him finding the fake bomb. This doesn't do good when you're like, hey, you're the, I'm the one person you can trust. Uh -oh. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. So Rena, there. Oh, she's not. She's not happy at this point. <laughs> Nerd in the chat. Why is Keiichi holding an alarm clock? I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And this next moment is so good. Just flying fucking Rika tackle out of nowhere. She just tackles Rena from behind. <laughs> It was super effective. And it was super effective. It's so good. And then we get this great moment of, of Rika fucking grabbing a mop. She's going to be the mop maiden. And we get a great CG of her just like, fuck it. Like, bitch, I'm taking you one-on-one. -on -one. Let's go, Cleaver girl. And it's so good. Oh, this is a real hype moment. You know which Rika it is too. It, this is the uh, this is the darker inflection Rika. Yeah, like because Rena threatens to kill her, and she's like, "Do you think you can scare somebody who's died over a hundred times? <laughs> Come just on!" Make sure when Rika says that Keiichi, I could have helped you before, but I didn't. She's referring to the first oh, arc, right? She's referring. To, I think she's referring to Watanagashi. Uh, to Watanagashi. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's such a good moment. It's such a good callback. Or it's one of those two. It's one of the two. You see, yeah. that would make sense because in Watanagashi versus Mayakashi, Rika does say that she, she'll she take will, care of everything. Yeah, she says she's going to take care of him. That way of taking care of everything was apparently trying to kill Mion slash Eon, and she failed. Mm. So now, like, she's got a mop, and she's going to fight Rena to distract Keiichi so he can go find the actual bomb. And the actual bomb is, it's real genius, the way they kind of figure this out. Uh, so Satoko is kind of our MVP here. She, she's the one that kind of figures it out. And that the bomb is actually created, like they do a, 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 a flashback of things that like kids were complaining about at the start of the school day, like where like some kids couldn't find their ball and it smelled weird all day. And it smelled weird when they got to school. Uh, she had plugged the eavesdrop, the eavesdrop, or the drain that runs down the side of the school. She had plugged it with a ball and filled that with gasoline. Mm -hmm. And then rigged a timer up to it to set off a spark so that would literally blow the place sky high. So the bomb literally was the school. That's pure genius. And Satoko kind of figures this out. She's like giving KH directions like, go that way, go that way. And, um, like Rena comes up again, and she's like, she, she like Rika didn't get killed or anything. She got her shit pushed in, probably. Um, but she she went rolling. The, the text described her as went rolling. <laughs> I can imagine Rika kind of just rolling with a mop, just bloop 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 across the floor. <laughs> For all her blustering, Rena, I think was was uh, pretty careful about not to just start killing the hostages, right? Or maybe, or maybe she. She was just holding her. Maybe she didn't think she'd have to kill her friends. But she does beat beat Mion pretty badly. So yeah. we'll see. Who yeah, knows? yeah. Mion got her shit 
Like, like, Rena has spent this entire school day beating the shit out of me on, too, by the way. She had her neck pinned to the outside of a window with a goddamn uh, bike rack chain or some shit. Like, it's very just, like, unfortunate. She was just beating the shit out of her with, a, with her fucking hatchet, with, like, the, the, the uh, handle and the yeah. side. Just like, Jesus Christ. So, Keiichi knows where the real bomb is. Rena shows up, and Satoko is just like, yeah, I'm gonna drop buckets on you, because slapstick before the big climax. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's cute. It's so good. Like, she just drops buckets on Rena. It's funny. And then the fourth bucket lands on Satoko. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, and, but, but, but we get a real cool moment here before the climax and it recontextualizes something from the first arc that I think feels real good. Satoko throws Keiichi Satoshi's bat and he has sort of the same monologue of how like, you know, we're the same right now. We are going to be the ones to smash through this tragedy and the way they completely recontextualize Keiichi's mindset and that, that same prose from the first arc almost made me fucking ball on stream. <laughs> oh, man. It was real good. Like, that is such a a, a fantastic moment. Um, and just, just recontextualizing that, giving it... Like, I like that this series does that a lot. It recontextualizes a lot of things and tries to give them a more positive meaning, and I think that that's kind of what he was going for here, was recontextualizing what was originally a very dark uh, and, and, and terrifying moment and now it's something that's a lot more you can you you can pog off about this. You can be you can be hyped up for it. So speaking so she, yeah. yeah. So she's that just being that kind of object uh now being used to to protect rather than to attack is yeah. just real good. Yeah. So this leads to the hype moment you had to know was coming. We have still not settled the results of the water gun battle that started the beginning of the chapter. So how fitting that we have one-on-one -on -one Bat versus Cleaver fight in the moonlight to finally settle that entire score. How fucking amazing was this entire scene? These dorks <laughs> i love them such oh their back and forth dialogue is so cheesy and teenagery and i just want to hug them both they are so happy yeah this entire time yeah and this being the thing that actually saves rena yes it is makes this it brings it all back to that original first chapter yeah and that first scene in this, this being their, this recontextualizing their relationship and them playing. I mean, granted, they're playing with uh, large weapons, but you know what? That's still fine. <laughs> yeah. But um, this has escalated to back to this moment again. Uh, and everybody being transfixed on this. Oh, it's so good. Oh, is she just being like, what? Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> And everybody cheering on both Keiichi and Rena. Yeah, yeah. Really like, it's it's this scene and just the way that, like, everything he's saying, he's doing so just to fucking wake her up. Like, it, there's nothing, like, there's nothing about him here at all. He really is, like, he is 
again, recontextualizing Rena's actions in being there for you until the very end. He's recontextualizing them in a way to use against her, to give back to her what she did, but to do it without a tragic outcome. Mm-hmm. What 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 are what are some other thoughts? What what is Sayara? What'd you think of this moment? Like this is fucking hype. <laughs> it was like super amazing. Like I I enjoyed watching as Reyna went from like back from the absolutely lost her mind spectrum all the way back to like a normal as she continues to fight with uh, with Keiji. Like even though the stakes were still the same, one of us is going to die. Mm-hmm. She was still slowly going back to like her normal like status quo mentality. Yeah, which like, I thought could, was really really cool. You could see like the shift. Uh, and, like, the moment, like, at the end where they're kind of just, like, they're going over, like, what do I get if I win? And what do you get if you win? And, like, that moment where, like, well, he's just like, well, I'll give you exactly what you want. You're, like, You're gonna die tomorrow, so I'll just, I'll hang out with you until you die. Uh, I'll believe aliens, I'll believe parasites, man, whatever. And it's just like, and then like what he wanted was just like, no, you're going to be like my personal servant. You're going to be my maid. You're going to be there to greet my every morning and every night. It's going to be great. We'll be together forever. And then she was just like, and then realizing like the contrast of those two things. And she's like, well, that sucks. That's a crappy prize. I want Cagey in a maid outfit. No. Yeah, I want Cagey in a maid outfit. We, we don't have to be in a maid, but I want everything else. Like, because again, like his, his choice for the win was like, yeah, fine. You're going to be my personal servant. Like, I'm going to put you in cute little maid outfits and you're going to be there to tell me good morning and good night all the time. We'll never be apart. And it's just like, it's, it is, it is a very cute, uh, and just, <laughs> it is so adorable. It, yes. it, it's like, it's, it's, it. it's just romantic enough to be like, oh, that's so he is, way, he's going for it. He's going Especially for it. Especially the way Reyna, Reyna, um, she she even likes the yes I I would like to dress up in a maid and hang out with you a lot don't want to be your slave but uh... you know I like the other stuff it's fine like she just likes the idea of like them always being together and I think that that's like like I think that like this scene like even if there's if there's only one scene in the series that I kind of get this <laughs> I get that energy from it's just like all oh, right like that's a, there's like a real actual kind of almost romantic connection there that's really sweet um, and they're just being really big dorks about it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because uh, they are really big dorks oh they're they're <laughs> just the biggest dorks and like i love the moment at the end where like 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 they have the final face off like they go at each other she knocks the bat away ends up on top of him and he's like and she's like okay i win right like that's it like he's like nope you got to swing the hatchet down first and she's like that's that's not fair <laughs> like i don't want to do that and, like, that was a test. Um, because the whole point is, like, somebody has to break this cycle of a, a friend killing a friend. Because that's something that keeps happening here that's really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, that's sort of like, that's Rika's astonishment is, like, this has literally never happened before. Um, uh, in a cute moment like that. where And, like, I love that moment of, like, rather than, like, condemning Rena for having made mistakes, he's just like, no, you are, like, literally the most impressive right now. You just broke a cycle that I couldn't. Like, you've, like, like you've more than earned atonement. Like, you broke the cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's such a good 
moment. Like, yeah, like, they, like, any final thoughts on just, like, this final, uh, little climax here? Like, uh, and, and, and the last point, the last point is just, like, Renna throwing the hatchet away, too, and then kind of taking a bow. And, like, that moment Cage he kind of has at the end. And, like, he's addressing an audience of demons that they'll always fight back and believe in their friends. And then they're they not, just fucking caught on that. We're not yeah, following a script. That's a good fucking scene. That's such I, a good fucking scene. I love that CG that came with it, too. Pretty speechless. One thing I, I want to ask, though, kind of, like, looking at it. Sure. Is the moral here that sometimes actions, uh, as the cliche, they speak louder than words? This is one time where Keiichi kind of talks his way out of it, but I think a big part of it is that he didn't run from Reyna, and he was actually kind of fighting defensively. He was actually trying to say we can, in a way, that whole scene is Keiichi's demonstrating that he's not afraid of her. Yeah, like Keiichi mentions, or, 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 like when he finds out, like when he remembers Onikakushi, he also remembers that he learned about Rena's past at that point, and he became scared of her. That's why he chose not to be scared of her in this arc, even though he knew that she had done bad things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she had done the same. Th- she had done the same thing before. Yeah. You know? He had, he had done that. He 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 was afraid of her because of what Oishi said, and Rena was doing the same thing. Yep. In a in a way, although he he sort of uh, Rena laid it out differently with Keiichi, of course. Yeah, like it, it's what, a different situation. It's a different situation, and Rena's really good at throwing people under the bus like that, in, in a good way. Like I I like the way mm-hmm. that she logics it, people into the fucking dirt sometimes. Right. Problem solved. Let's go treasure hunting. Let's do it! Yay! Yay! We did it, everybody. We found our happy ending. Did we? Did we? That, did we? that happened after this arc. Oh no, we we get to make Sarah mad. I. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so after angry. after you finish the main story, the last tip opens up, of course, and this is a tip that takes place, I believe, in the year two thousand ten. Uh, in Akasaka's return to Hinamizawa, unfortunately, the, ga- the gas disaster happened. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking everything was right. We solved the problem. Everything was good, but nah. Oh, you should have farted. We <laughs> we also find out that uh, just shortly after Keiichi and Rena's uh, rooftop battle, uh, Rika's body was discovered brutalized in the same way that it was in Tatarigoroshi as well at the shrine. So remember when I said that there was a difference between Rika's deaths? Yes. Um, I said this before in the previous, um, I said this before in the previous, um, you know, uh, spoiler cast that we had mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, guesses here and this sort of, conf- I think this, I don't know if this like confirms it, but now I know that these deaths are very different situations. Her death is brutalized the same way as it was in the third arc. Mm-hmm. Then this is, I think what causes that cast disaster. Mm, you think there's a common, there's a correlation here then. Well, we know also that Rika is not exactly the same person, right? Okay, uh, as what she has said, uh, you know, as what she has seen to everybody else, except for when she decides to speak lower, mm-hmm. or whoever that is. Rika of malicious intent. Because, uh, <laughs> the Rika, Rika of- with a malicious intent <laughs> to um, change her name to that every time she speaks. <laughs> call her wine. We'll call her Wine Rika. Wine Rika. She is a woman of taste. 
she is a woman of taste. Uh, whoever is drinking the uh, the wine, mm-hmm. younger bo- says that with the younger body they can <laughs> they have to distill the, with water. So Way too easy to get drunk. Was, you know, get easily drunk because that's what wine does. Yeah, um, especially. <laughs> but meeps with malicious intent. Thank you, Raven. Meeps. With <laughs> Thank you in there. Perfect. Um, <laughs> now, we get another tip, I think, like, before this, mm-hmm. uh, as well, with, uh, we get the same sort of conversation happening, mm-hmm. um, with, uh, you know, this Rika with the darker inflection, mm-hmm. and someone with a younger voice, and then Satoko wakes up. Yeah. Yes. I, I was gut-punched, because to learn that Rika maybe doesn't really like Satoko as much, just thinks Satoko's this garbage child, but... No, that wasn't Satoko she was talking to. No. Right. So I went from gut punch to just my jaw hit the floor. Now, we obviously don't have any graphic here of any sprites happening. Mm -hmm. So uh, we don't know. But do we, is this Rika talking to herself? Or is this something else? This was was a question that I was saving for the end, but we'll go ahead and throw it around, bat it around. Who is, in the tips for Sumi Horoboshi... Who is Rika talking to? This person very clearly responds as well. Who are they talking to? Sayara. I think the voice is Rika. And <laughs> yes, I know it sounds weird. Rika's talking to Rika, but I do not think that the adult Rika or wine Rika, whatever we want to call it, is actually Rika. Okay. So Rika is talking to Rika. I'm putting Sayara down for Rika talking to Rika. Jetstorm, who is Rika talking to? Rika is talking to Oyashira-sama. Oyashira-sama. I thought I'd go, oof, oof. So we're pinning, we're giving Oyashira-sama a voice now, are we? Yes. Okay. Oof. That's okay. Do, do, do you have any explanation for that, or do you just, or is that just kind of like a gut feeling? It's it's half of a gut feeling. Half of Rika's actions throughout her following steps in the same, uh, walking the way she does mm-hmm. uh, for certain characters, mm-hmm. um, her doing a um, let's see um, the, the surre- her actions with Shion, her actions with uh, Rena, mm-hmm. her actions with uh, Akasaka, mm-hmm. uh, her actions with um, ever you know kind of everything throughout. Um, I've always been sort of suspecting that, in a way. Uh, like, her being the... Her also just being called the reincarnation of Aru mm-hmm. Um, I believe that to be the case. Um, I also... Should I say my other theory now? Or my... Sure, go ahead. I I do not believe... I, I'm, I'm doubling down on my theory of Mio Takano killing Rika. Okay. You think that that she that there is a reason for this, or or is this just another gut feeling? Uh, it's my other feeling with this is just how Mio Takano has acted through mm-hmm. uh, each character, handing them certain things to have them continue things, almost as a distraction, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. to uh, eventually do so. And if we believe that Mio Takano is dead, then we're not looking for her. Okay, because uh, the best way to hide uh, whose body it is is to burn it. Good point. I mean, that's that's hard logic to argue against. Is to burn it, and if you leave just a little bit of evidence there, possibly to determine the body is the person that you think you find, Mm -hmm. then there it is. 
She's a nurse. Um, she might not. She might have the medical knowledge to a to a just direct a coroner. As to who who's that who that body is, I don't know. But uh, the fact that she shows up, uh, that body was determined to be found twenty four hours, and then Mio still being alive. Mm-hmm. Within that is absolutely suspect. Uh, for that, okay. I do not believe. I believe that body was burned first. I don't know who it is yet. Um, and I believe also that Mio is the one who kills Tomitake. Okay. 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 Um, I'm putting you down for answering two of my four questions already at the end. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is supposed to be free form and fun this way. This is how we do it. Uh, yep. Good, good. Okay. Uh, what about Raven? Raven, who is Rika talking to? Um, I guess I'm saying that Rika... I think Rika maybe has a split personality. Maybe it's Oyashiro-sama, but I'm, put me down. Lock me in. She's got one Rika that remembers all the timelines. Okay. And I'm going to say, just lock me in here. Can't prove or disprove it. That's why she seems older and wiser than she is, is because she's kind of, in some ways, she's as old as as every timeline she can remember. Mm. Uh, but she's also a younger Rika who's only who only knows this timeline. So that's why she's talking to herself. It has to be... Yeah, it, it's just Satoko waking up, and it's like, oh, this is all happening in her head. Otherwise, Satoko would go like, who the heck are you talking to? Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Yeah. Okay. So I got two more questions to ask before we head out then. Well, I've got three, but Tom already answered one of them. So the first question that I'll ask is, we still have no conclusive answer, but for fun... I want to know what each of you think happened to Satoshi Hojo. Jump on in, anybody that wants to take it. I've been dying to answer this. I think it was Irie. Um He's the only person who we don't really have a solid perspective of. Uh, he's just kind of, yeah, he's the coach, he's the doctor, but... I don't know. He's got that big clinic in the small town, and he listened to Keiichi's story just fine, but seemed like really, really eager to just straight up slip Keiichi and Mickey. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like it wasn't even good. Do like, you think he just tell Keiichi, oh, "I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna"? So yeah, he's really suspicious. I think he found Satoshi and helped. Maybe with the Sonazakis, maybe not, and helped push him off somewhere where he could just be not a Hojo anymore. Okay. Okay. Maybe he even took the bear. Maybe he said, I'll give Satoko the bear. Uh, okay. She never did get the bear, though. As far as I understood it. You could be keeping it for a bribe. I don't know. If you put on this maid dress, I would. Oh, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> Sayara, um, what happened I to Satoshi? What I said. <laughs> what happened to Satoshi Hojo, Sayara? Damn. Um. You know, I like the idea that Irie is related to Satoshi, mm-hmm. but I don't think, I don't think it involves him killing Satoshi. I think he actually helps him escape from whatever, whatever like uh, murder sense that he was involved with with mm-hmm. the aunt because it seems like in every timeline where Satoshi's mentioned the aunt is killed by him right so I'm thinking Ide helped him basically quote unquote transfer out of there mm-hmm. so that you know he's gone and then like 
basically hides any kind of uh, idea of what actually happened under the bus. So we got two two votes for cover-up, then. Yeah. Okay. Jetstorm, what do you got for Satoshi? I hate to be the one saying the uh, the same thing. Uh, I'm not actually saying the same thing here. Okay. Um, I, 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 I was almost pretty clear that he's dead. Okay. At this point. I thought before maybe he was somewhere, but I think after the events of um, just everything kind of happened, either he's dead... Or I, I I can't really say otherwise. Now as to why he's dead, I have no idea, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, but I do have a feeling that something had happened to him between at some point in there. Maybe even similar to I don't know. Maybe I, I to be honest, I'm actually not quite sure because. Like those explanations make sense of him being gone, mm-hmm. but I don't think Irie would hide that from Satoko. Mm. Knowing Irie mm-hmm. and so, how he feels about the Hojos, yeah. I don't think he—I don't think he'd hide that information. I'm not, I'm not trying to like discredit the theory at all, but it's more me just kind of thinking that because I've never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. But I've never had a reason to think that. Okay. Okay. The only so, reason but, um, why. Uh, sorry. The only reason why I would have considered like making it a cover-up job is to protect uh, Satoko, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously he knows that her her brother's a murderer and, you know, is basically doomed to be uh, imprisoned or whatever they're going to do to a minor for a murder case. So it's like, you know, what if I don't tell you, like, the one bad thing that you don't really need to know sort of thing? I- uh, I I don't think he'd I don't think he'd put Satoko through that personally. Like even even though he does act the way he does sometimes, you know, kind of with that in the joking way, I I I don't think he'd do that to Satoko. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he would be he would want to be that person. Mm. Um, I I believe that he would have actually like revealed that to Satoko privately somehow. See, there's in another some thing. Way. There's another thing that happens with the two arcs where um the gas happens. Yuri always kills himself before the actual death thing happens. He does kill himself in, in this one, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, he he dies in the third one, then there's a gas explosion, and then he dies in this, in this one, and a gas thing happens again. I think that's a detail that's just kind of in the like in the scroll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, in, it was in the crawl. We yeah, find but, out uh, that he died in Tatarigoroshi because we go to the hospital with Satoko and then, like, we can't get in because there are people there and they're like, and then Keiichi overhears that he killed himself and then he goes and tells her. We find right. out that he died of a sleeping pill overdose in this one through the scroll at the end. Yeah, we don't know why that is yet. That's I, I think that's going to be information for the next arc. Yeah, I don't think that you could, uh, I don't think you can put a a, a theory on that yet. Oh, yeah. man. I don't not want to that should be a bad guy. <laughs> not, not a smoking gun, but uh, I, I have ideas. You got ideas? Do you got something that you think that you want to throw out there? Uh, we're kind of winding down. I want to know what the other questions are, if I may. Okay. All right. All right. Nearly everything we need to solve this case is on the table. Almost all of the cards are in play. There are still some details that we are not going to be able to 100% figure out, but you are reasonably able to solve the case. So from each of you, I want your final predictions going into Minogoroshi. Supernatural, human-made, 
Who is Oyashiro Sama? Is there a culprit? What's making people go crazy? Just put it all out here. If there is something, that there is a detail or something you want to say, spill it now or forever hold your peace. These are the last predictions we are going to be able to make because Mina Goroshi, you're going to know the answer by the end. So. That's the next arc, right? That's the next one. So Raven, final predictions, final answers. This is it. Oh, all on the table. Okay, I'm trying to, trying to lock in here. Irie. Um, Irie is studying the uh, what we've called uh, Hinamazawa-itis on the down low. And uh, Takano kind of stumbled on. That's her one theory, is that Oshiro-sama told everyone, hey, uh, this is how you do, you do yourself a quarantine. <laughs> so... Uh, and when Rika injects people with this drug that no one can trace, it's because it's not a drug. It's somehow related to the disease. Why do they keep plugging o Onigafuchi Swamp? Mm. When th there's hints that this might not be a gas. Mm. They're trying to actually kind of dam it up and make sure that there's actually kind people of... don't go there. And I think that's what's breeding the disease. Maybe it's mosquitoes or something. Right. But uh, that explains why it's why it's easy to get this mysterious drug, relatively speaking. Mm -hmm. All the legends about Hinamazawa are behind this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if there's anything at the bottom of the swamp. That was my other idea, that they're just trying to maybe hide a bunch of bodies or um, murder frames but uh, that you tie people to and drown them, but th that's it. So, going on behind the scenes, it's this um, yeah, it's this disease that makes people um, physically self-harm themselves until they die. Hmm. And it's just been misunderstood, misinterpreted, and there's been a series of a series of unrelated murders that are feeding people's paranoia. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think I got everything. So right. mostly coincidence with okay, some so uh, mix. Mostly coincidence <laughs> with some perpetrator, like with, with some people e egging things on. Okay. Right. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. All right. Sayara, final predictions. Anything's on the table. Let's go. Um. I want to say that my my uh, my super crafted galaxy brain here is the Rika voice that uh, the adult Rika is talking to is related to um, basically most of the misfortunes that seem to be happening within the uh, story. Mm -hmm. I only say it is because in one of the tips. Uh, this question mark Rika voice, who talks and sounds like Rika normally does, mm -hmm. uh, mentions how this is the day that we're both going to die, and how you know there's always going to be some kind of bad end conclusion for the story. Mm -hmm. So it seems like it's like this version of Rika, wh whoever it is, the squirrel voice, is basically trying to get her their hand into ending whatever kind of like you know hopeful dream that the adult Rika wants. Okay. And unfortunately, that means there's supernatural business being involved. And at first, in the, in the previous spoiler cast, I was very much so 
this is all fabricated. This is all made by people, and everything about it is involving people trying to do something to make a curse sound real. Now it's starting to sound like maybe it actually is supernatural. Oh. If only because this previous uh, this chapter we made it clear that we are time traveling in some point of reason. So it's like, what, what kind of purpose does this uh, Rika have to wanting to not have a happy ending for you don't Rika? Like, why, why even do such a uh, such a malicious thing? Right, right. And, and all the business was a tip at the very end, like the grand conclusion tip. Whereas it's just like, you know, all these extra theories were dumped on on top of all of uh, Takanomiyo's nonsense stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to make it sound like it's legit. It just made it that much more frustrating. Because it's like, we already know that Takanomiyo's stuff is nonsense. Yeah, like, they, they've kind of made it a point. Uh, they, 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 they've made it a point to get like, look, Takanomiyo's scrapbooks are bullshit. But then, you know, what if we bring all this other stuff to make it sound like it's more realistic again? Like, right. They, they do the same thing that they all, they've they done before, trying to make the narrator sound like they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, they do that. They did that with Reyna in, in this arc. Like, everything that was, like, being said is being said in a way that makes it sound like it's wrong. It's not actually wrong. And they show you that multiple times multiple while times. Reyna's going crazy about, yeah. like, thinking everything's against her. Same for Keiichi. Same for uh, uh, for Shion in the pre in the Mayakashi. Yeah. So it's like the narrator is uh, the story is trying to make it so like none of these stories are ever going to make any kind of sense. Yeah. And why? Like what? What? Uh, what is a gain in like causing unhappy endings for a hundred plus times that she's tried to not have a bad ending? Who are you? And why? <laughs> yeah, like, what is it? Like, what can, what kind of brain rot do you have to do something like this? <laughs> yeah. That, and I have one other thought. What's your other thought? Is the 2010 tip and the ending of uh, the third arc the actual timeline of what's happening in the story? Yes. Okay. Yes, the the tip is the tip is one hundred percent the epilogue of Tumi Horaboshi. Um In fact, the 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 first episode of Kai uh, is actually an expanded version of this tip. So that means um, most of the bad endings resolve in that. Like this, the swamp thing is like a legitimate thing that's going to always happen to the, the swamp characters. thing is going to happen under certain circumstances. Under certain circumstances, okay. Saying yeah, I have, I know we're having frame it. issues right now, but I'm just I'm continuing to record. Right, so uh, it, that's why I didn't even mention. Yeah, so just don't like, even worry. So, you say we have all the cards on the table? Yes, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I'm gonna oh, so die you. I think you have enough cards on the table at this point to be able to actually get it right. I'm pulling out my hair here. <laughs> you playing with your hair here? Uh, okay, uh, Jetstorm, do you want to amend 
Do you want to amend your theory at all, or are you, or are you comfortable with where I, you're at? I pretty much said what I wanted to there on uh, what I think is the case here with it. Um, uh-huh. I do believe Miyotakano kills Tomatake mm-hmm. in this. Uh, there's a couple things that we still need to kind of learn, but I think we can kind of infer almost. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a couple things we need to know. Um, okay. Uh, two things that I- I'd actually like to figure out uh, kind of throughout this next one. Who started this with the original dismemberment? Right. The last person who got away. And who is Tomitake? What do we know about Tomitake? We don't know much about Tomitake, actually. All we know is that he's a loser who likes to die. <laughs> Every Ooh, fucking die. That's we know that he's a photographer, but I he, his character design when I relook at him doesn't look like a photographer to me. But I I, I will say you know what you know I, I don't know exactly here from it. Um, but I have two. I do have one. I, I do have one thing where I may know where this is kind of is going. Okay. Um, I, I believe that the answer to this is saving Tomitake from his death. Oh, interesting. Mm. I think Indeed. if Tomitake dies, that's where all of this goes down to shit. Okay. That would make sense because, of of course, you know, if Tomitake was a bad guy, you think R- Rika would just, like, bump him off first thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, I, and I don't think... I, I think the case is him... His death is what caused. His death is what leads everything down the wrong path from it. Of course, the discovery of Mio Takano's body as well. But I mean, catching they, her in the act might help. I can't Do believe. Can't... I can't believe you're putting one death over another. Wow. So I got a question. Which question? Which question? Uh, so I watched the anime version of this arc. Okay. Besides, you know, the Kai version. Yeah. Told me not to watch that one. Don't watch that. No. So the credit scene does a thing. Mm. That's very similar to what happened during the anime itself, mm-hmm. like in like those previous episodes. Mm-hmm. But instead of it being Reina who gets called by by Oishi, it's Rika, uh-huh. and he shows her a photo of, uh, uh, oh my god, Tomitake. Yeah, and she she goes on like to say like I guess I'll have to keep doing the story over and over again. Yeah, so that's I, kind I of just. I can uh-huh. see where you're going with the idea. It's like if Take, if uh, Tomitake dies, that means we are in a bad time. Mm-hmm. So yes. yeah, I can actually I can agree to that kind of uh, to that line of thinking. That makes sense to me. Okay. Now I I do have one other prediction here that is a backup prediction. Sure. In a way, it's about the gas disaster. Okay. What if it wasn't a gas disaster? Uh, the the theory that yes, it could be a ga- it's absolutely a gas disaster. Most likely is there, but I do have this little side theory mm-hmm. that's like I'm teasing to myself. What if it's not? <laughs> what if it's just retaliation for the damn project? So it's a Kurt. Oh wait, so oh, the government just killed oh. The- oh, the government kills everyone. Yes. Uh, cons- okay, Because okay. the JSDF Shit. is there uh, during the third, you oh, know, during the end point. of the third one, who picks up Keiichi there. Yeah. Um, and of course, Keiichi is smelling some kind of rotten egg gas there, but what if that wasn't Onigafuchi Swamp? Oh. So you're thinking, you're thinking that they hmm. the gas the entire village as like a means of like killing everybody. Yes, though I don't have though. Really, that is more of a. I, I have thoughts about Tomitake. Oh, uh, I'm gonna say. Okay. 
Though yeah. I, I don't have any proof, though. I don't have any proof, though. I, I was gonna say that that sounds plausible, except for the fact that KG's still alive. Right, but he, you know, he gets I, taken into custody. I've, I've got some questions about that, but uh, yeah, I think the more interesting thing is how does Tomataki fit into this? Is he a canary in the coal mine? Mm. Is he actually protecting people somehow? Is he there for is, is he there for a reason? Is he actually spying on the village, and that's you know why everybody thinks he's killed? That's why everybody thinks he's that's why everybody in the village thinks he's killed is because right. he was taking he was taking photos of the village but and really- of also the the ceremony as well. But I don't think that's the case. I believe that's just Miyatakano killing him, and then. Whatever events may lead to that happening, it could either go down one route where Rika is, ki- you know, Rika is killed, of course, brutally sacrificed. I believe my, by Mia Takano. Oh, okay. As the response to it, um, of course, Mia Takano faking her own death to uh, make sure, and then also leading some sort of some person, whether it be Keiichi, whether it be, um, you know, uh, Shion. Or whether it be Rena down some sort of path, either hey you can go kill the uncle, uh, or you can kill everybody. Here are, scrap- <laughs> here are some scrapbooks you should uh, read. I-, I think you will be a. Pr- I think you will love these. <laughs> Only you can understand, understand these. <laughs> At least in Shion and Rena's case, uh, Keiji doesn't get the scrapbooks. He no. just gets told, "Hey, if you commit a murder on this day." Yeah, you'll be all right. It's like a freebie at this place. Um, and then finally, of course, being able to kill Rika, uh, being able to kill Rika. Now, of course, in the Shion side, Rika is not killed by Mio Takano for sure. Mm. Yeah, we, we know see that Rika's is, death happen. We see that. We see that happen instead. Yeah, and I believe that's why we do not. We have not seen the gas disaster in that timeline, but it's still a bad timeline. Maybe I'm stretching a little f- beyond this because uh, women serial killers do tend to be uh, like caretakers or um, like um, caseworkers or landlords, landladies. So that could be plausible that a nurse is killing people. But I guess what I'm trying to say is like, so what is she? Is is she just the wrong person in the wrong place to cause all this disaster, or does she know more than she lets on? My original thought before was that she is very, very, very devoted to Oyashiro-sama for some reason. Um, I'm not sure if I 100% believe that, or if she's trying to prove something uh, in, in in killing the reincarnation of Oyashiro-sama. Um, but that that could that's kind of what I'm maybe thinking along the lines of. Um, my other thing too is the original start of this, the dismemberment. Um, and the people, there was one person who escaped. And I, I don't know exactly where Mio Takano comes from, but what if it was her? Huh. I don't know. I, I have no proof on that. Okay, but... that, that, that seems like, it seemed like your, your, your farthest kind of like out of left field swing there, so. Out of left field swing, but I'm just going for it. Yeah, you didn't um, feel, you didn't feel convinced. The other on that fun one. thing, the other fun thing too is the, uh, the Rena deaths. Right are interesting because they were in the, they were at the dump, which is the site of the dam. That is where these dismemberments took. This dismemberment took place, and what did she do with the bodies? She dismembered them. Yes. <laughs> nice little oh. callback there. I, I don't think it was Rena who did it. She was like, you know, 
I don't know how old she was, but it wasn't Rena who did that. I don't okay. think she was in, uh, in the other city anyway at that point. Yeah, they were already, they were still like Yeah, they were already they were already moved at that point. They were not involved in the in the original. In that, but no. I do find it in, I do find that a fun little thing. Yeah, like it, it's something that thematically kind of keeps tying things together in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Tying it, you know we're dismembering. <laughs> in fact, this is where even Keiichi learned about the dismembering yep. in the original arc. Correct. Correct. So, right, but, does does anybody have any final thoughts they want to put on the table? Because, I, like I said, like, when we finish Mina Goroshi, everything's on the table. Like, you will know who did what, why they're doing it, and what's going on. So, this is your last chance to be, ha ha, I got it right. I haven't even thought about, I haven't even thought about Iria, to be honest. So, that's, that was my... Just a whole um, new layer there for you to think about. Yeah, I can think about that later. you just can't make a call on it. I can't. Uh, yeah, I, I can't make a call on Iria. I have a mind unclouded by thought. I mean, nice. I could I could keep speculating, but I think that's what, what I'm trying to uh, be firm here. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that way I laid out. It doesn't connect all the dots, but I think it it does. Uh, it it kind of explains that. Yes, this is why we're given so many open threads. Is that. No, nothing is like how it seems. It's behind the scenes. You need to uh, trust your friends, not uh, random adults who will lie to you. Cool. All right. I have one final question. And this what, is... Sayara, do, do we get to Wait, you? Uh, did Sayara final give... Thoughts, your final thoughts? I just want a happy ending, man. You just want a happy ending. I just want a happy ending. You know, <laughs> let's find the right answer. You know, can we? Can the answer be the right answer and not end up with like a big gas fart that kills everybody? <laughs> that's what I'm that- saying. Save save Tobi That that's the answer. It doesn't kill everyone. Uh, Satoko goes completely missing. Satoko went true. missing. Uh, Rena was not reported dead. So. But you know what I mean. It's just like okay, we're we're giving you a hard time. Yeah. It's just like oh man, everything is awful. <laughs> everything awful. is awful. The Higurashi story. Ah, <laughs> uh, you see, that's like I get it. I got it. Here's my galaxy brain moment. Okay. Okay. We are the cicadas, and we are crying. Okay. <laughs> we are crying. We are crying our song. <laughs> Welcome to the Sonazaki basement <laughs> again. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get freaking botted. Despite, despite everything, Twitch is still gonna find a way to bot us because oh, that's the Eagles you can't have that. <laughs> All right, are we ready? The, for e- the, f- the are, Eagles will forgive me. Are we? Are we ready for the final question? Ask away. And this one is to sate my own curiosity. I don't want anybody looking it up. I don't want you looking it up now or after the fact. It's just me testing your memory on something that I don't want you to look up. I just want to know. What is the name of the person who wrote the poems at the beginning of each chapter? Had, like, Beatrice in the name, didn't it? Just curious. Oh, yeah. Don't look it up. Like I said, I just wanted to know if you remembered. That's all. Kind of. Don't. I I kind of know... uh some meta meta knowledge here so i guess i can't comment on that i i as soon as sayara mentioned beatrice i was like oh i think i remember i i remember i remember you mentioning like the opening poem of oni oni kafuchi and when we got to this arc 
it like hurts you. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> I, I remember the name Beatrice from that because it involved forgiveness and roses. And don't worry, you'll know the name come the next chapter anyway. So it'll be fine. I just like that was just me sating my own curiosity. Uh, um, what did what did you say? Like you, it's gonna become relevant to us? I, maybe. It's just something that I thought maybe you would know, maybe you didn't. I was just curious. That's all. I just wanted to know if you knew. That's I all. don't I don't remember actually. That's all. That's all. Don't worry. Like I said, you'll know it come next chapter anyway, because there's another poem. But I was just curious, that's all. That's just me being a just be a little curious. That's all. I see. All right. So that is going to wrap us up. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming out tonight. Y'all have been great. Uh, Nert, I can't believe that you're up at literally 6 a.m. watching this. Uh, insanity. Uh, but I appreciate you coming out, and it means a lot to come out and watch this live. And, of course, anybody that's going to sit through this three-and-a-half to four-hour podcast that I'm going to have to edit together <laughs> tomorrow. So uh, that'll be fun. And, of course, I need to thank... My beautiful and lovely co-host, uh, Jetstorm. Let the internet folks at home know where they can find you. Um, itch.io slash Jetstorm4. You uh, make you video can, games. Uh, check out. I, I, I make video games. And just like you with the font thing with uh, Her Lullaby, I did the same thing with Silas. It's the yeah. winner font. So. Yeah, I knew that. <laughs> you didn't. You knew I that? knew okay. that. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. I, All right. I, I had to look that up so hard. Um, yeah, but... but... Go ahead. But yeah, no, uh, check out the games. I uh, released a small little one called Apollo's Realm just a few, like a month ago or so. Um, month or now, maybe a month and a half. Um, that's a cool game. It's an it's hour cool. long. I like uh, it. But I, I would play Silas first, though, uh, because there's some stuff in there. I just had some fun with writing. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's a fun shit post little game. <laughs> it's a fun one. But yeah, I, I would play Silas first and then do that one. Yeah. Um, but, uh, or you can also play Meet Beat 2017, uh, Moon, or, uh, Super Hangout with Chorus, where you can hang out with Chorus. You literally do that. You could literally yeah. do that. Silas is fantastic. Great RPG. Good time to spend. Uh, you want to play something that's very Falcom-y slash Lunar-esque. Man's got you covered. Yep. Raven! Where can our internet pals find you? Um... Twitter.com slash Raven the GM. Uh, my name is R A Y V E N T H E G like game, M like Meister. Nice. Um, I'm working on a zine with some other local writers. I've uh, got one coming out about Halloween, a little holiday that some of you may or may not uh, find intriguing. Ooh, and there's another one that's uh, going to be uh, about uh, coffee and cyberpunk. So that that's kind of uh, we got some quirky projects coming down the pipeline. Sounds like a good bit of fun. Be sure to keep us abreast of that knowledge. I'm sure you'll post about it there on your Twitter and stuff when all that stuff starts coming out. And Sayara, let him know. Let him know. Let him know. Well, first of all, you got to make sure you post the tree. You got to post the tree. www.postthistree.com <laughs> <laughs> But um, in, in, uh, in reality, I, I'm on a couple of spots. I have a art-dedicated Twitter that is exclusively just my art and none of my like shit posting. if you are into the kind of crazy stuff that I get involved with. Not so much the Sox cast covers, because those are their own thing. Yeah. But, uh, 
My Twitter for art is at twitter.com slash A-R-T-S-A-Y-A-R-A. I'm going to post that in the chat. Go ahead and post it. I also have a... Oh, I'm working on a project where all of the fan art that I've been doing for Higurashi, which has suddenly become more than a dozen. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm compiling them up into a digital PDF, which I'm not quite done with it yet. I'm still, you know, still got two more arcs to go through. Yeah. And um, when I do finish, I'm going to make it all nice and pretty and make it a book. And yes! that book will be available to download at a website once I I'll host it for you. Hell yeah. I'll that'll make work. a website and host it for you. Hell yeah, that'll work. And um, yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Let's just post the Twitters. That's that's helpful so we don't have to like spell it out and try to type. It's like, ah, yeah. words are hard. Um, but yeah, um, I do art. Uh, that's my art Twitter. Um, if you want art to have on your walls, I have a shop for that now. Yes. I will continue to binge on selling this stuff. Maybe someday somebody will buy more. Uh, I do large scale posters. They are colorful and vibrant and will probably make printers hate you. <laughs> but they are gorgeous on yes. walls. I have seen. And it makes me happy to see them on wall. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if you got a blank wall and you want to put something pretty, take a look at that website that I posted. I would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Cool. Cool. So uh, with that out of the way, uh, we are going to start Minagoroshi on the evening of the 5th. We'll probably start about 7 p.m. Eastern like we always do. And once we finish the final arc, I do believe we'll probably all gather for one final conversation about everything, uh, which I think will be fun uh, to get everybody back here after the dust has settled on the fi- on the finale. See how everybody's feeling after that, how everybody felt and all that. It's going to be fun. I think the next two chapters, just because we we kind of know a lot of what's going on and how this thing's working doesn't mean we have it doesn't mean we we are we we are done being surprised <laughs> in both good and bad ways I think I hope more good than bad <laughs> <laughs> my poor brain I don't think I can handle any more despair I <laughs> think we've laid out our uh, our predictions now so we'll see who's right yeah I think I think we're good or if we're all wrong yep if we're all wrong, it actually funny. is aliens. Wouldn't that be funny if we were all wrong? Like, all dead wrong? It's like, well, shit, we're all idiots. <laughs> after uh, after the eye-opening uh, arc, I, I am prepared for that. I was, I was like, okay, this is, you know, no, Mion's just murdering everyone all of a sudden for no reason. You know what? You know what? was a nice one, you know, I guess. I'll do you, I'll do you a solid, and I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll, give, I'll give you some fun trivia. You know what Minagoroshi means? What does Minagoroshi mean? Means massacre. <laughs> ah, okay. And I'll leave you on that note, ladies and gentlemen. We will catch you next time. We are together on the Higurashi spoiler cast. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. We are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. Um.